welcome back to another episode of the Musa Musa podcast. Today again I have with me Lucas, Wes and Joe. Welcome back. Hello, hello. Thank you. So, to start off, we're going to talk a little bit about the UFC card and its former teammates and best friends Jorge Masvidal versus Kobe Covington. Who you guys got? Mm, I think I have Covington. Just based on how they both looked against, uh, how is he gonna win? I think he's gonna like out wrestle him. Uh, is he gonna go to decision? I mean, that's what I think, but I don't know. Um, I think if Masvidal wins, he'll finish him. If if uh, Covington wins, is most likely a decision. Yeah, I tend to agree. Yeah, I think. That wrestling will be like the big thing. Yeah. And if Colby wrestles and if it's not over after like two rounds, it's looking like it'll, it'll probably fade to a decision. But Jorge's not easy to finish. It's yeah. not like he's just gonna like fade. He tends to have good cardio. But we never had this before, where like two best friends were like teammates. Now they're fighting each other, right? Uh, we've had some like the John Jones Rashad Evans thing. Although they weren't like best friends, but they like knew each other. There's not too many best friend situations. Yeah, but because of these uh, these two, they actually say like openly, like, "Oh, he was my best friend," <laughs> and when they talk yeah. about each other. Yeah, but I, what I happened? Why there's a beef now? Why they hate each other? I don't know really. Yeah, how did they like fall uh, apart? I think it was when Colby started doing his whole maga shit, <laughs> and he started acting an asshole. And but Masvidal was also into the whole maga thing. Yeah, but it's more just like deliberately being. And asked mm. like he was pro Trump, but he was never like the oh, Brazil's yeah. a dump, and like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like he was never trolling. And I think the trolling thing drove a wedge in like all of the ATT fighters, and then yeah. eventually he started chatting shit about other fighters at mm. ATT. Uh, I think that's when it went too far for him. Masvidal accuses him that he owes like one of the team members some money or something. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they had the, like the same coach. Yeah, and then he owes the coach the money. Yeah, not Dan Lambert. That was the coach. Well, he he's like the owner, I think. Oh, okay. But, uh, but like, um, it was something that the the trainer that trains Masvidal trained Covington, and um, Covington like didn't pay him correctly or something. I don't know if that's like. Uh, I think they're just making a beat. Yeah, I'm not yeah. really sure that that's true. <laughs> this is the kind of thing that happens when you start hating on people. You bring up like yeah, everything. Like, oh, <laughs> but they were ro- roommates, right? Yeah, roommate, best friends. They were like in their corners all the time, like each other's corners. It's crazy, but when? Uh, not so long ago. When was this? When did they have like falling out? Uh, the falling out happened just a few years, like two years ago or something. Mm. But like they were like super close quite a while back like when, when they were younger in their careers mm. I think that was when like yeah they were cornering yeah. each other it was like before they had both blown up mm. I don't even think Masvidal was in the UC when they were like friends yeah like strike off yeah. mm. how old is uh, Colby? I think both are in their 30s I would say the other one is uh, 37 right? Uh, yeah Jorge Jorge's a bit older Colby's like 32 I think okay so quite quite young let me see 20 f- no no no, oh, this guy. Well, that no 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 <laughs> Kobe Covington is 34 oh, 34 okay yeah and then Masvidal is 37 
you know, one part of me kind of like almost hopes that <laughs> it's like they both just fake it they do like some trilogy or something <laughs> And they just go like, oh, it was all fake. Like, we were really friends still. Nah. <laughs> like, it would be epic if we have a double KO. <laughs> <laughs> but I've heard, like, I, I don't follow it so much, but I've heard that it's very rare that that type of fight uh, with no belt uh, finished being, like, a main event. Mm. Like, there's not so many fights like that. Yeah, oh, it, like, yeah like maybe pay-per-view. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Maybe Conor McGregor has done some, but yeah. Yeah, both of these fighters are like big names, so I guess they could like make. It's, it's weird good for Mas- UFC. Yeah, yeah. Good money and. Yeah. Mm. But I think it's only Masvidal is getting pay per view points. Yeah, yeah. Colby isn't, so there's kind of like controversy around that. Like Colby's mm. not going to get paid as much. That's very weird because he's like doing all of this to sell the fight, but he's not getting a part of the actual yeah. money in the fight. That's always been the kind of cringy thing about it is that he's doing this character, but I don't think he makes that much money off of it. <laughs> like, people aren't like big fans of him because of it, you know, and it's not like he sells great pay per views, so it's worth it. it. Like, no matter how many people tune in to watch him, he doesn't get more money. I've heard it sometime, but it's a really big hassle. Like, I don't like him, like, for real. I don't know why he is like that. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. And the story goes that. Uh, he was about to be cut off from the UFC. They thought he was boring. All right. So that's why he created this character to be more out there and sell, you know. Yeah. He sounds like a cheaper version of uh, McGregor to me. Uh, definitely pre-McGregor, I don't think he would have done something like this. It's because the McGregor thing like sold so much. Mm-hmm. Just like being a character can like make your career. So like I think that's partly why you get people doing stuff like that. But it's also I don't know if it makes him better or worse if it's fake. And people being like, Oh, he's actually a good guy. And it's yeah. like if he believed all this stuff and he was just generally an arsehole, you're like, Well that's who he is. Yeah. But the idea of like, oh he's a good guy but he decides to just be incredibly toxic and unbearable, you're just like somehow worse to me but yeah but i've seen like behind the scenes a bunch of people have said that that's just an act and in real life he's really nice mm. to me he feels like like the like the rick flair of mma <laughs> that's a, <laughs> that's very generous though <laughs> no like I, I just an icon. Everybody yeah, liked yeah. yeah well everybody loves him but i just think like in the like he definitely wants extravagant to be like mm. uh, lifestyle with all the clothes and everything well he's copied right yeah yeah well, he has. you like him uh, lucas i think he's funny <laughs> like yeah, uh, i remember last time when we were at joe's yeah he, he was fighting against usman yeah. and you were like yeah i want him to win <laughs> yeah like he's funny but like he he the, the things he does and says are very like questionable like he's starting to talk about masvidal's uh, kids and uh, why yeah yeah what so happened like, <laughs> so what's what's the thing like because he he, he named this guy dustin i think mm. yeah so is there something about jorge and dustin or like i don't understand no it's just also dustin also used to train with them okay and like dustin openly doesn't like colby and colby was saying all this stuff like trying to like attack mm. but it's just because dustin was like up there like challenging for a title and stuff yeah. so he, He's just a clout chaser. He like yeah. anyone who's hot, he wants to try and start shit with. Yeah, like I just see it like he's he's doing marketing, like mm. he's doing the playing the game in some way. Connor does the same stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. All of a sudden, he was chatting shit about uh, Hamza Chimaev. 
Yeah. And like trying to get a rivalry with him, even though they're never going to fight. Like mm. the same thing. It's just desperately trying to stay irrelevant. Yeah. Well, he's trying to have like attention. Yeah. That's what everything's about. But I still find him funny sometimes. Like I, I do because he's like in, in the embedded vlog. He was looking straight into the camera and he was like, uh, Masvidal, you're a living dead man. Like, uh, like he's just saying all this. Like, I find him funny because he is cringy. That's why I like him. Like, I think he's fun, super funny sometimes. Uh, I, no, the, the, the funny thing that he said, I think, during the press conference was he said to the horror, he said, if you win the next 45 fights, I still have a better percentage than you. Yeah. I was like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is a good line. Too, so. But Masvidal has a lot of fights, right, compared to him? Almost 50 fights, mm -hmm. which is like crazy. But also, he was his record isn't great. Yeah. Like, the last 15 I've seen uh, last time. Yeah, they, and like a lot of them, it's sort of like it's not like oh he got beat up. But it's just sort of like for the longest time he just got like, was kind of boring, like very technically good, but didn't do much. Mm. So he lost all these boring fights, and it's weird that he's like now the super hyped guy. So people treat him like he's like a McGregor type. But then I saw a thing uploaded where it's like oh Jorge Masvidal like knockout compilation. And you're like, this is like spanning like a 12-year period, and it's like six <laughs> knockouts. Mm. It's like, damn, like it really hasn't got much going on. It's yeah. just that so much has happened recently. Yeah. High-profile stuff yeah. that you're like, he, you, you think of him as this very sort of entertaining mm -hmm. fighter, but you're like, for 90% of his fights, they're boring to watch. Okay. Technically interesting, but not like, wow, this is thrilling and he's scary to fight against. He's just sort of technically like jabbing and having good defense. And who's the one um, like the most in danger? Like if um, if you lose, like is it Jorge or Colby? Because I mean, both of them both fought Kumaro two times and both lost, both lost. before this fight. So okay, I guess they're on the same page. Mm. Uh, I feel at least with Colby though, he has like I think a better chance of if he has like a loss to Jorge that he will find himself fighting for a belt again in the future. Whereas Jorge, I didn't know like this might. Like, uh, if he wins, it'll be like great for his career. But if he loses uh, this fight and if he loses like in a dominant way, I think it's gonna be pretty clear to people that he's not an elite level fighter and they'll he'll just stay in that level of like kind of where like Connor's at, where they'll try and just give him like good matchups and market it loads and then sneak mm -hmm. him a title shot that he doesn't deserve maybe for like pay per view points. But he's not gonna work his way up legitimately and be like, oh, he's gonna beat all the top contenders and fight again for title. I just don't think he's on that level. Mm. Unless he beats Colby convincingly, that would... Yeah, well, it adds to that he was um, KO'd by Usman, the last fight. Badly. Yeah, and he's never been the last one like that. Okay, yeah. and the one before also? Or it was the, a decision? decision. Uh, oh, it was yeah. a decision, but he took that fight like on a short notice. So he had an excuse, hey. Okay. Know. Yeah, but I, uh, like that adds to it if he loses now, I feel. So that will be three in a row. Three loss. Yeah. But for both. both of them, for yeah. both, okay. But I've heard that Jorge also, he didn't fight the one guy because he was injured. But some people said that it was kind of a fake injury because he wanted to fight directly against Colby. Oh yeah. I don't know what's the name of this guy. He was yeah. supposed to fight and they cancelled it because Jorge was injured. I yeah, know. I do remember that uh, happening. I don't know who it was against. Gilbert Burns? Mm. I don't know. I don't remember. I can't remember at all. Mm. But um 
I saw like the uh, what do you guys think about the Adesanya Whitaker fight? People say like Whitaker won that fight. I was I get a lot of people hating on the commentary saying it was super biased and initially I watched it with like commentary and I was like I I I had the same kind of opinions as the commentators. I don't know whether that was influence or I was just seeing mm. some stuff because I was like oh yeah like Adesanya's in control and Rob's not doing enough to gain it back. Like they're close rounds all of them. But it never felt like Rob was getting what he wanted. Mm. And then when I like heard it broken down afterwards, and I went back and I like watched it again, I was like, God, he might have got three rounds. Mm. Like, like Adesanya didn't do a lot the whole time. That was kind of the problem yeah. of like why you can critique him. But he also was kind of it was taking place in the world where you know Adesanya tends to prefer it. Mm. So you just feel like he's winning because you're like, oh, Rob doesn't want to be here. But meanwhile, if you're just going how they're landing and how clean they're landing, it was. 50-50 split for like a lot of the rounds. First round clearly Adesanya and then the rest of the rounds like you can't say Adesanya clearly won any of them. Fifth round was clearly Robert with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you tend to lean towards Rob for the fifth mm. and then all the ones in between there's no like whoa so mm. they were clearly in control at any point really. So, it was yeah. it was hard to judge because you could like clearly see that Adesanya was more confident, had more control like still had a lot like he could go more rounds while Rob was exhausted, but he was still, like, landing more, taking more risks. Mm. Yeah. It was hard to see. Yeah, I just remember, I only seen it one time, and I, when I saw it, I was like, oh, this was, this was so such an easy win for Adesanya. Mm. Yeah, but, he never yeah. got hurt. Yeah. I, that, I do think it was, like, a huge thing that because Rob got dropped in the first round, it just shifts the entire, like, mood of the fight, which is... Rob's been hurt, and now he needs to hurt Adesanya back. Mm. If he doesn't, he's lost it. I mean, it was just one round, and it wasn't like a drop that because he got stunned hard. He just got caught him on one leg, perfectly timed him, and sat him down. Yeah. But Rob wasn't like wobbling, so it was, it was weird that it, it did really like trick the brain where you go like, "Oh damn, that round was dominant." So from then on, you're just waiting to see a dominant round from Rob, and he didn't have that, but neither did Adesanya. So it, it's one of those things where if Adesanya lost, you'd be like, shit, that I really don't think he lost that. But then Adesanya winning, you're like, hmm, maybe he didn't win that. So it, it was just so unconvincing for either fighter. I don't think uh, Adesanya necessarily like clearly won, but I do think if Rob had got the belt and like defeated the champion on that performance, it would be a bit of a sour taste for like, that's how you win a belt is by like, potentially like not landing more but like maybe there were slightly more convincing blows mm. a slightly more control time against the cage like it's just such an underwhelming way to take a belt that <laughs> i don't think anyone would be like really satisfied being like yeah he's definitely deserves to be the champion it was a boring fight uh, it was kind of i yeah. mean I, I wasn't bored watching it mm. because it was tense but yeah like not a lot happened oh, that's yeah. great as you thought yeah and now in Ghana is um gone for injury right and now they're doing another interim fight versus they're in talks of steepy versus john jones for the interim belt i didn't okay. know i heard that mm, because i mean it's not confirmed but they're like talks and rumors and shit who who would fight uh jones john jones oh ah, yeah, yeah yeah and then steepy but That's this guy steepy is like 45 years old or yeah no? but he's still active okay i don't know but it's a weird thing to be like all right interim title belt between a guy who coming off a loss mm. and a guy who's never had a fight at heavyweight. But who are they going to give it to otherwise? Cyril Gunn, but he just lost. 
Yeah, but at least people who are tied to Ivasa is the only one that's like. Maybe if Greg Hardy wins tonight, they'll give it to Greg. But I just, yeah, they shouldn't be doing an interim. They just want to fuck over Ngannou. They should do another one against Gan because I think that probably Gan will improve a lot. I think they do. They should fight again, but it would be more interesting if they had it like a year or two years later. Maybe. So there's more time to see how different they are. If they yeah. had it again, it would be a bit too. I know. I know. I never enjoy rematches that are like immediate, unless it was like a flash knockout in the beginning. Mm, yeah. Because then you're just like, I don't. I don't know how much has changed if they do. It's like small plans. Yeah, you're right. But yeah, I, I feel an interim title at heavyweight is just like you have to at least have people that are fighting at heavyweight to get that Stipe hasn't fought since he got knocked out brutally <laughs> like completely dominated and then shut down like and then John Jones like oh like coming off of disgrace and yeah. sort of like assaulting his wife and going to jail and then being like oh you haven't fought a heavyweight but would you like a belt mm. it's just like ugh, that's just a messy sport yeah like, I don't want to see John Jones fight for like a heavyweight title like in his first fight back after like everything that happened with him uh, in like recent times no. I, I want to see him fight like maybe like some like legit like Derek Lewis I don't know like <laughs> someone yeah. just just someone I have a test error, like, yeah and I don't and also like I just don't think he like deserves a title shot no. just because of all of this things with his yeah, wife it, and everything it's, it's just rewarding his awful behavior yeah being, like, yeah do you want to still be like amazing? yeah but should his like personal life be affected like on like his career like why why does the ufc have the ability to like judge based on his personal life i, I don't yeah. personal life is one thing but committing crimes is yeah another. yeah like if it's yeah. like oh we disapprove of his politics what, you, what, you shouldn't do that but what he has done he assaulted his wife <laughs> and then he got arrested and then uh he like a Headbutted the police car, oh, yeah. so he got arrested for assault and then like a uh, vehicle battery, like so. I get not like horrendous crime in terms of like oh he killed someone or shot someone like Cain Velasquez, <laughs> but um, uh, <laughs> that's horrible. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that <laughs> but, as well. But um, like he did like uh, consistently fuck up and break the law in a clear way mm. and like went to jail. So like you can't really be like. Oh, like yeah. your employer should just ignore if you're like, assaulting people in the streets. Mm. Any employer, like, yeah. would consider how that like your workplace um, behavior is affected yeah. by that. But well, that, that's kind of why I, because like with the Kobe thing, I like separate him as a person and just the gimmick itself. With John Jones, I can't really like. Because I know what he's doing in real life. Yeah, the gimmick is him being a good person, <laughs> not <laughs> being a bad person. Yeah. <laughs> the gimmick is him being like, oh, it's all about God and God's testing. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm just going to get drunk and hit my wife. <laughs> like, nah, it's, it's very hard to look past and be like a yeah. fan. And it is like a... It's weird to be saying this when tonight Greg Hardy is competing on the card and like the UFC promoted him oh, after yeah. he got kicked out of the NFL for assaulting women. Mm. <laughs> like... So the UFC clearly doesn't care. They've never cared. But it is it's a very troubling thing if you reward someone with like career opportunities following them being stripped of their title and then going to jail. Who's con- consistently got a problem. It's not like yeah. oh he had 
he made a mistake in his past. Everyone deserves a second chance. It's like he's on his eighth chance. Mm. So you, you can't treat him like he's special. And also, he's like in such a weird spot as well because the UC definitely don't want to let him go because he is kind of like the top pound for pound. So they don't want to let him go to another organization, but still they can kind of let him fight as well. It's a it's a real like uh like a dead space he's in right now. Yeah. But this is a guy that doesn't know anything. Like, what other organization are as good as UFC? Like, Eagle FC, baby. <laughs> Eagle FC. Okay. <laughs> I heard about Bellator. Uh, Bellator. Oh, yeah. 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 That's the next biggest, yeah. Okay, but nothing compared to, to UFC, no, right? No, no, no. Like, nothing can compare. The, if you're on a really low weight class, 1FC is better, which is based in uh, Singapore. Okay. Because they're based in Asia and they have lots of competition for really light people. So this... They have better classes, but anyone who's a normal weight or heavier, it's like, yeah, there's no bigger stage than the UFC. Mm. But you can get paid. It's not like you you go to other organizations and you get nothing. It's just that John Jones is, if you're this high in the sport, yeah, like the UFC don't want to let him go and give a competitor the arguably yeah. the greatest pound for pound guy in the world. Because it gives like credibility to them as an organization as well. Yeah. If someone beats him, they're. Yeah. And like, let's be honest. Like, they—if the moment you do something awful and it's marketable, the UFC is gonna like show it on TV, like the Connor thing. Yeah. <laughs> Every, oh yeah. Like, they really don't care at all, and they can hide behind the whole thing of like, oh yeah, like that's the law's job to enforce that. We just set up fights, <laughs> but they actively like reward people like for being awful people. Like, <laughs> like when he had the fight with Daniel Cormier at like the press conference and like he pushed like UFC officials over and they like had this whole brawl. They showed that and like hyped it up and being like, oh, this is great, like PR. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that he's not really going to face any punishment. The UFC just like... They, li- they like it. They like... Yeah, it, so day. long as it's something that they can spin. This stuff, they're like, we'll just ignore it and not comment on it until people f- forget enough and then mm. we'll just, yeah, we'll give them an interim title shot. It's, it's very kind of gross. I'm not related to the topic, but now I remember it was Leon Edwards' master that was supposed to fight. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, awesome. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. They had the rivalry oh, because of uh, the backstage. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, that's it, right. Uh, I feel so sorry for Leon Edwards. <laughs> he has the worst luck in the world. <laughs> yeah. I mean, having a Birmingham accent and a lisp, you're not going to be minded well. <laughs> like, he's got no chance. What was the card when we were uh, when we had the last podcast? I remember it was Amanda Nunes or Julia Pena. What was the main card? You guys uh, remember? It was. Uh, was it in Ghana? No, it wasn't. It was a uh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we forgot. It was a really big fight. Yeah. It was. Uh, wasn't it? It was. But oh, I I don't think I watched that one live, but I remember. Wait, did I? No, I watched the Amanda Nunes one live, and then the crowd was going wild when like she was getting those jabs. Yeah. Yeah, I I was thinking when I watched it, I was like, I remember us talking about this fight, and I was like, there's no way Julia <laughs> <laughs> wins. Honestly, I was mortified watching that fight. Not just because it's embarrassing that we're wrong, but oh god, like the, it's an indictment on like women's MMA when you're like. Uh, oh, this is like the female goat. She's amazing. Mm. Like she's the best female fighter ever. And then 
she's just like gassing out second round of zero defense and being beaten by someone throwing like arm punches just on repeat the same combo yeah, yeah. Like, i'm just gonna walk into it and then eventually crumble and tap before the chokes in like i don't know what happened exactly amanda newsnance has since said like oh i woke up that morning and like it's no excuse like everyone has bad days and mm. you're meant to be able to get over it she's like it was just the worst i've ever felt for a fight and the worst i've ever performed and you're like okay that kind of makes sense because it was awful to watch mm. and i know like it's tough seeing juliana pena beat the goat and she's now the belt holder yeah. and you're just like you're n- oh god i yeah well, you don't like juliana pena like i don't don't think she's very good <laughs> uh, and so for her to have the belt is just sort of like embarrassing if you're a fan of women's mma to just be like yeah that division is trash yeah, but like mm-hmm. everybody has to lose sometime i think she like kind of uh, it just looked like she like she checked out yeah she like imploded yeah like it's kind of like watching ali lose like you, you don't want to see him lose you know i wouldn't compare like newness to <laughs> no i'm just saying uh the level of the goatness you know oh, when okay, there's a goat hey. and there's like a yeah. like a, a guy who's like everybody is betting against yeah but it's one thing to lose like if they've oh it's this new up-and-comer who's like the new next mm. best thing but when it's someone where you're like i wouldn't even put them in like the top five of their division mm-hmm. and they're beating them and you're just like the division basically hasn't got a top 10 <laughs> it doesn't go down low enough of quality fighters it's just yeah it was hard to watch and i saw people write in the comments like oh penny just had her number like she's just yeah. too good for her. Like, what is her number is coming in and being dominated for five minutes and then just hoping your opponent stops defending themselves <laughs> is that like the game plan to beat a man in it that's the nate like, diaz approach uh, uh, yeah, yeah this, this has to be quite frustrating like as a fighter because you can control so many things but maybe you're gonna wake up the day of the fight and you just don't feel so good no and maybe you're gonna lose because of that yeah i don't know yeah that's why like it is so impressive if someone is super consistent like demetrius johnson was like and you're just like oh they want they had like uh 15 title defenses or whatever and just like you know for some of those defenses they woke up and felt like 15? shit mm. and just like completely like the worst form of your life or you had a hangover or whatever like an uh, infection and you just went and you fought anyway and you won cleanly yeah like they still like, got the job you have home. to be so good that even on your worst day people yeah. can't touch you it is like even if people are boring if someone can consistently do that for like a decade <laughs> that's just it. it's an insane talent you have to recognize it and where do you think poya goes from here because he's not getting another title shot plus he's kind of done with 155 mm. I wouldn't be surprised if he retired soon. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think he's gonna move up to welterweight? Uh, I don't think that would be a good idea. I don't think it would be a good idea, but I think he's gonna. I think he will try it. I mean, he's like, a big boy. I've seen weight. him talk about it a no. couple of times in interviews. But I'm, it's just it's a big step. Like if you're cutting a load of weight to get to featherweight, and then you start buying a lightweight, which yeah. is your natural body weight, yeah, then. You can feel like oh yeah that transition was not too bad but then if you're going from like above your natural body weight for your frame and then you're fighting guys who naturally have that frame and it's a no longer a 10 pound jump it's a 15 pound jump that's what it looks oh yeah that's probably well, the oh, same yeah. category than uh colby yeah colby usman potentially yeah. if he moves up he would be in there and it's just uh yeah i think he'd struggle with the size like, he could probably have some good fights but like he's not going to challenge for a title he's not going to like achieve higher what he's doing at lightweight mm. 
I don't think that that's, that would be crazy if he was all of a sudden like, he's even better <laughs> world away mm-hmm. and just like knocking out his man. I don't, just don't think that's... But I've heard that he, he might fight, uh, what's his name, uh, Nate, Nate Diaz. Yeah. yeah. They're going back and forth. Yeah. But that could be a fight because Nate's also not a natural welterweight. He's like a lightweight that just sort of like yeah. just walks around a bit heavier now. But So yeah, that could be a good fight, actually. I, I'd pay to watch that. Yeah, but I just feel like Nate Diaz, <laughs> he's just like a punching bag now. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> He gets like one moment against like Edwards, and and he like manages to get those moments in like almost every fight, like some moment that, will, but he just, yeah. like he just lives on being able to take punishment. Well, it's just yeah, moral victories. <laughs> that's like, that's, yeah. it, that's <laughs> all he has is moral victories. He doesn't go into fights and actually like, oh yeah, I just technically dominated them, and like my victory is just like having my hand raised. It's just going in and being like. Oh, for a moment they ran away to reset and I get to point at them and everyone goes yeah if that was a real fight yeah, I won that exactly. if it's a real fight like yeah, this is a sport yeah. <laughs> that doesn't work yeah like, like play the game like uh, in a real fight uh, if you won the first 23 minutes of a title fight but if the last two the guy was sitting on top of you hitting you in a real world you're like oh, oh that guy won <laughs> like it, it doesn't work that way it, this is a sport come on it, like I do find the DS thing it's fun. I always want to watch their fights. Yeah, yeah. But it is like cringy afterwards how like no matter what they always phrase it. Like with the Masvidal fight when it's like, oh, I heard him breathing heavy. I was going <laughs> to finish him. Like, it's just, it gets so embarrassing. He lost against Jorge. Uh, my doctor stoppage. He got a big cut on his eye mm. and they, they stopped the fight. He was being, like, yeah, he was yeah, yeah, being dominated. So, yeah. yeah, Masvidal is like super technical. Like I- he's, he's so like I feel like with the Kobe fight and the Masvidal fight, I feel like Kobe is like, it's like a question if Kobe's going to do like a lot of just like activity because that's his thing, like cardio. I think if Kobe goes to wrestling, then he definitely wins. I think you that's the so? trump card. Okay. Like um, just mixing it up all the time. In yeah, the like, uh, like a, uh, a Kamaru versus Jorge, the first match, like they were just oh, like hugging yeah. and just like yeah. in like a uh, clinch. Yeah. So I think that could be his tactic. So it's going to be some wrestling. If Kobe does wrestling, that's his strong suit. Okay. So yeah. But I heard that he improved his striking too. Mm, yeah. It's pretty good. It's like, it is like a, it's not a striker versus grappler matchup, but there's a clear thing that if Jorge wins, he'll need it to be in the stand-up. Mm. And if Kobe wins, he'll need to use his wrestling. Mm. I don't think he's like, just uh, out striking Jorge for five rounds, but also think Jorge's not going to out grapple Colby. Yeah. It'd be really interesting if, because they was them training together, they probably have some yeah. tricks and tendencies. <laughs> they might make mistakes. We might see something different from we usually see from like they have yeah. to they have to know each other so well. Maybe like they, uh, they, it's gonna end like uh, the Ngannou game. Yeah, like, I was gonna think. Yeah. I was saying the yeah. same thing. But like they train for like years. Like Engano again, yeah. I don't know how m- long they trained. They did. They didn't train together, but they had the same coach. So oh, okay, that's why. Yeah, well, the, like these two, they live together. I seen videos where they like wrestle in the living room and just like play fight. So they have. They probably yeah. like yeah. one of them has to know that the other one is like better here and yeah, is better. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see yeah. when they actually go into the fight. Yeah, like it, 
it'd be crazy if we saw something like oh hey like getting a submission or something or <laughs> whatever, like just a weird little thing like, just popping up where like clearly like the fastest kill did you guys see he did like a tattoo yeah. of that uh, really? he, yeah he has like Wait, now a logo on this huh? did he explain what the tattoo means Look, no. it's the it, knee obviously yeah but the other it looked things... like infinity stones yeah. I don't know if it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> kind of felt like Avatar, like elements, fire, oh, yeah, water. Yeah. <laughs> so bad taste. <laughs> and do you think we're going to get the first ever fourth title match between Brandon Moreno and Davison? I hope so. Because yeah. I, I pretty, I thought Brandon Moreno won the third fight, or it was at least a draw. It's very close. Very, very well, close. How was, the first one was a draw. Yeah, first one was a draw. Second one was a, a submission. Yeah, and then third one was a uh, the decision. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I definitely fourth one is like first time it feels like legit. Like, oh, I yeah. really want to see yeah. a fourth fight between these fights. And they're all back to back. I think I'm pretty yeah, sure they didn't fight no? other people in between. Oh, uh, the, the first and the second fight, I think there was a gap, wasn't there? I don't think so. Oh, maybe not. Because I, I'm pretty sure it can be back to back that all of them are back to back hmm. that'd be crazy yeah th- I don't know if that's ever happened no no definitely not um, but they, yeah that would be a fun fight and it's also like there's nothing else going on a flyaway mm. sort of like why would you make another match up with yeah. somebody like no one cares about when this could happen mm. makes that complete Al- sense. although I do like him uh, Kai Kara France mm. he's good yeah who did he beat recently Cody, uh, Cody Go- yeah yeah that was really good. Yeah, <laughs> you don't like Cody. Well, well, I was actually just thinking of Cody when uh, earlier when we were talking about teammates fighting each other. I think oh. that, that was the last fun title fight. It was Cody versus uh, TJ as like former teammates gone sour. Remember that being like really entertaining at the time. Yeah, the, um, yeah, that's one of my favorite. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to just watch those fights were so good. Yeah, and it, uh, whenever you see a good rivalry and it actually ends in like a knockout. That, that's like hmm. 10 levels of satisfying <laughs> because then that's a real like oh like that means something <laughs> yeah for like the relationship you're breaking yeah. rights for yeah. Like yeah. the future yeah. yeah like you can't argue about it in any other way if the guy like <laughs> put you unconscious you can't be like yeah but I would <laughs> it's done okay moving on to less controversial topics what do you guys think about the Kane Velasquez situation oh man uh, do you know what happened, Wes? The what? Kane Velasquez. So he's a former UFC heavyweight champion. Okay. And uh, I don't know the full details, but from what I've looked into a bit, like one of his family members, like a kid, was molested by this daycare worker. Right? Yeah. By who? A daycare worker. A guy working in the child's working, daycare. Like, like oh. a kindergarten. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and so Damn. he went and then shot at them. Yeah, and now he's him. in jail, like for facing twenty years or something. Twenty years, yeah, yeah like six, six charges. But he didn't kill that no. person. Apparently, he didn't even hit the person. He hit the person who's uh, like driving. Yeah, there were other people in the car yeah, when so he, he was shot at the car. Oh, he hit the wrong. To, yeah, and oh. he, hit, he hit someone else. But he he's going to jail for like. Uh, like premeditated attempted murder because he followed them for like 11 miles <laughs> oh what yeah like it wasn't just in the heat of a moment you did what it was like he so it was like them. planned yeah he got a gun followed them and then tried to kill the guy yeah Um, and then yeah hit someone else well, that's like that's like that's so horrible but you know you can't take the law into your own hands like yeah like, I, I really don't like people being like oh you should be freed like anyone would do it in that situation you just like but what if 
there was a confusion and it was a different daycare worker mm-hmm. you know like what if he killed the person like executed them just yeah. being like oh no it was the guy working yeah. like, the other time like you can't just go around handing out death sentences yeah. Yeah. on like the information that you get from like a, a child especially because not saying like oh you should, should take it really seriously but it's like what if the child like was confused about who did it or when yeah. it happened and like you can't just go around killing people that's just like also wild. also like couldn't he just have punched him like Beat the crap how, out, yeah. how many days after his kid was molested he went for the revenge i don't i think it's the day he found out the maybe, same day but apparently it happened lots of times that's supposed oh, yeah. we don't know the yeah. details but supposedly it was like yeah because if it's immediately after maybe you can you not can understand it. but you're like okay yeah but if it's a long time after yeah. uh, but no like i still understand him but yeah, you yeah, know yeah. you can't do it like yeah. in that way I don't think anyone's taking the stance of like screw him he's an no. awful person it's just like a thing of you can't excuse it it can't be like well it's understandable therefore yeah but he doesn't deserve 20 years though uh, that's it's, it's a lot I don't know though because if you're willing to go around killing Murder. people yeah. that's dangerous as fuck also we don't the first thing I thought when I heard about it was like Because he always seems so chill. He's like a super softly spoken yeah. guy. Yeah. I was like, oh, maybe there's some head trauma there. That's what like, I was thinking. People with head trauma acting erratically and violently. And I was like, oh, God. But then also anyone who's sane would think about doing something like that. Uh, but God, I do think uh, it's a bad, bad move. The fact that he was willing. And it's it just America having a gun around this is why you don't have guns (laughs) like if you're in sweden and you're super angry at someone the worst case scenario you beat the crap out of them maybe you grab the kitchen knife or something but oh there's more crime now in sweden no i i I, i've heard like now i live in forsta like there's crime (laughs) every every day month like i i heard Mm. the helicopter like going around like trying to find people yeah yeah There was actually like last month, I think somebody stabbed. Oh no, somebody shot another person in Fisetra, and there were like two helicopters and like police everywhere. Yeah, yeah happened a few times working in Shista over the years. Like the mall would be closed off, and they'd be like, "Oh, there's an the issue." The mall? Yeah, like you won't be able to go into the mall because there'd been a shooting in the mall. It, someone hadn't died, but someone had shot a gun, or like, I don't know. Yeah, I th- yeah, I think there's a lot of things that happen that don't get reported. Okay, a little more detail. It says that the the person like uh, who allegedly molested was charged, and he was also released from bail, and he got a stay order for to he cannot be within hundred yards of any child under fourteen, and he was on his way to get like a bracelet for the you know restraining order. That's when Kane attacked him, and he said the child is under ten, and he said, like. Uh, he molested him like more than 100 times and other like he took other children to do stuff as well Damn. yeah i mean <laughs> uh, that's just if you hear like s- s- your, your kid telling you like sorry like that yeah, yeah. Uh, i don't know man. yeah plus, plus like it, it, like by molesting like several kids many times and you're just getting like a restraining order yeah like, yeah that's that's the Yeah, we're talking about them being heavy-handed with Kane and giving them 20 years. Yeah. Then why, why are they yeah. heavy-handed yeah. with the child molester? <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, that's a whole of justice. Yep. I was talking this for my co-workers that, uh, you know how we say that we shouldn't experiment on animals 
like uh, beauty products or whatever, like the new technology, like Elon Musk, like a, several monkeys died during the Neuralink experiment. We should do the experiment on these like rapists and child molesters. <laughs> Honestly, that's a good idea. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I like, I, I don't like sympathizing with the people, but you, when you hear the amount of child molesters who were molested themselves, mm. you do have to go like, oh, yeah, these people yeah. are severely mentally ill to be able to do this stuff. It doesn't excuse it. It is sort of like, you're just aware that like no one wakes up and goes, tell you what, I'm perfectly mentally healthy, but I want to do the worst, most depraved things in the world. Yeah. Like I've just decided to be become an awful person. I don't think people who do horrendous things, there is clearly, there's got to be something that affected them yeah. to make them become that way. So I never, I don't like buying into like, which is just sort of like child molesters and they're like less than animals. Like mm-hmm. it just, it's not good for anyone to like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I get you. There are a lot of wrongful accusations or convictions. Yeah. You never know. Yeah, but like if if I saw a person and I knew they were a hundred percent sure, like a pedophile or something, and they, I could be okay with them being yeah, like, yeah, tested yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's not very. I don't know. Yeah, you I, I, to I mean, say I that, mean but yeah, that's very like. I mean, the yeah. thing, what we, what Kane did was obviously wrong like we would advise him not to take laws in his own hand but at the end of the day i'm like okay like i don't hate him or i don't say what he did was yeah. you know I, you can sympathize yeah. with him but imagine because he did end up hitting someone who yeah the way he did it was yeah. wrong but, but i guess his yeah. intent was not that bad yeah. i guess but imagine if the person had died who had shot like who just was completely innocent, yeah yeah like you do, or if there was a child in the car, mm. what if he killed a child doing that, to, like to get revenge for the violence? Let the child? Yeah, <laughs> it, you know, it, it's like I, I do. Yeah, you should sympathize with the emotion, but the willingness to go through with something like that is like to to fire a gun in anger yeah. at place a crowded area where you know there's multiple people in a car yeah. is just sort of like. That, yeah, yeah, that is yeah. A, that is an awful thing to do. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, I get what you mean, like saying like letting anger take over someone like that. So that can happen, like in another instance, like with some other person. Yeah, that maybe isn't like haven't done something horrible as this, but maybe just like offending him. Who knows? Yeah. Like, so like he's actually willing to do take that step. Yeah, and I don't know if it was like his uh, daughter or child. They said it's a family member, but if it is your child, you're also inflicting further trauma on them because now they're not going to have a father for the yeah. next twenty yeah. years. Like, that's going to be just as traumatic as all the sexual trauma yeah. if you've got like a father behind jail uh, bars. Like, it's it is like such a horrendous decision. Yeah. Again, the emotion everyone sympathizes with, but I really don't people think people can't treat it like who's your free cane? Mm-hmm. Like, he did the thing which anyone would do. Like. No, you can't normalize that. That's horrendous. Yeah. But I don't have a... Also, like, I don't have a kid. No. If I had a kid, maybe I would feel like something completely different. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right now, I'm like, I don't know. That's why I understand what you say about, like, yeah, shooting in a public area. Like, that's not... That's what he did, right? Yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's not a good decision. But the revenge thing, I I can understand somehow. Like, mm. like if you could like take but just more that secretly, person like, in a yeah. back alley, just like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or doing like something maybe more, uh, yeah, not shooting, but like yeah, you just 
Yeah, torture the person. Cut his dick off with a katana. I mean, I shouldn't say that. This is not the right <laughs> thing to do, definitely. But, I mean, if it touch your kid, like, ah. Uh, uh. But have you seen the movie Prisoners? No. Yeah. 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 Great music. Great yeah. That's music. Oh, so good. But I do think that, like, highlights a really good point about how... Um, revenge although everyone thinks of it as like you want revenge in, in reality even if you get revenge you just degrade yourself yeah, yeah. At, at the end of the day you've just destroyed your own soul becoming a monster yeah yeah yeah, yeah. as a way of like oh i want to get payback yeah and i understand wanting it but even if you get it afterwards you've just yeah you've ruined yourself in the process yeah it's like because you're not a monster and you can't perform these things without it destroying yourself and i don't think that you feel so good even after you succeed on your revenge no. like no matter what happened you'll be you'll be a bit destroyed so it's yeah. better to let the justice doing mm. his thing but yeah, yeah. I, I cannot understand too yeah. like, <laughs> I kind of feel like maybe like, you need to already be a bit of a psychopath capable of doing something awful to actually feel gratified by doing something awful back to someone you know like a normal healthy person who would never do something depraved if you do something in retaliation that's gonna like fuck you up yeah. i don't but think like, it would personally if i if someone did something my kid and i killed them like it's not like i'm gonna start killing or like no, the idea is gonna normalize in my mind it's not about you killing but it's about destroying you as a person having killed someone i don't think I, it would like uh, affect me I, 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 I think that's traumatizing I, I, as fuck to yeah. murder someone as a healthy person. I think that's traumatizing. Yeah, I think <laughs> you. That's something you will sleep. Uh, think yeah. about when you go. It will change you for yeah. sure. It, it might it change me, but I think I would be more relieved than traumatized or whatever. Oh, you just think about in war with soldiers, like they're shooting back at people, shooting at them. It's completely justified. Like you're trying to just survive. Yeah. People come home traumatized from murdering another soldier in war. Yeah, but what? It, Someone it, touching your kid is more personal. It's personal, yeah. but it's still the act of killing uh, does something to you. I've, I've what do you think about <laughs> like, oh, I took a life of someone, even if like it's, this is the the worst asshole mm. and the, a monster. Like you would be like, I did that. Like, yeah. I, I just so you guys won't kill baby Hitler. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I think also it's like how you kill a person. Like we're talking about taking someone into an alley or torturing them. That's what the, like the prisoners movie highlights really well, like torturing aspect. Mm. Yeah. Like if you just could press a button, I think mean, that would maybe wouldn't play. Like all right, press a button and someone out there is now gonna like take that person out. And you don't see it or hear about it. But I, like, yeah. Then you could do it, but then having to grab someone to the ground and like <laughs> stab someone in the throat or like. Yeah, the, me <laughs> like, the method also yeah. plays a role. Torture someone for days, like oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of work. Also, I want to see that movie again. That was a great movie. Prisoner, is it a new movie? Yeah, I don't know. New Jackman, uh, like five years Jake ago, Jake. something like that. Yeah. Okay, I'll watch it. Didn't even have like, very good, really good, very mm -hmm. very good. Yeah. What are you guys thoughts about the death penalty when it's like carried out by the state? This because recently, uh, I think 2015 was it, the Pakistan, like, uh, death penalty was banned. Okay. And then there was, like, a big terrorist attack in, uh, like, on the children's school and several children died. And so from then onwards, the minister or whatever, the parliament, they decided to bring back death penalty on, like, very serious crime, like terrorism or murder. And in, like, a very recent case, it was, like, all over the media that a guy killed his girlfriend uh, and 
and there was like a like a, several people his family was involved in hiding several people were involved in hiding the murder and then like he finally got uh, was that when he beheaded her? I'm not sure if he buried but I, I don't know how she was killed because it, it was someone from like a, a daughter of a diplomat or something was it? I'm not 100% sure but I know that okay then later on the uh what do you call it? The judgment was a death penalty. Mm-hmm. And people are quite happy about it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the reason not to have it isn't so much about, like, uh, people not, like, uh, deserving it, but it is, like, the thing of, does the state have the right to, like, hand out life or death? And also, like, is your justice system good enough to know that it's <laughs> you 100% <laughs> got the right situation? I feel like if you do have the death sentence, you should have, like... Uh, it's not just whether they're found guilty. It's that certain amounts of evidence have to yeah, be presented in a court case. Yeah, you need to be sure. Like, right. Only people who are convicted on DNA evidence can yeah. get the, the death penalty. Not like, oh, there was two witnesses. Yeah, yeah, still yeah, like yeah. There might have been something confused. Yeah. You know, and also, it should be, like I think, only for serial abusers. Like if someone was like, oh, yeah, he like killed and raped and then got out of jail 20 years later and did it again, mm. maybe then you can make the argument. But for like, a one-time crime, no matter like what it is. Even if it's a young kid. But I still just feel like I don't trust justice systems enough to be like, yeah. you know everything I, that I, happened I and everything yeah, about yeah. the person to write off a human life. But, yeah. but if you could not, if you knew it was the person did it by a hundred percent, like there's some acts that are like unforgivable mm. and that I feel like, okay. Those I people think, you can get rid of. But you need to take into account why they did it, the intention, the motive. Mm. Yeah, well, I get what the point you made earlier about um, um, how maybe something happened to them earlier in their lives that's affected them. But you still make your own choice. Like, you can't yeah, go out definitely, fucking definitely. doing all these mm. like, like, acts. Why do we have the death sentence as opposed to life imprisonment? Because it's about the function of uh, the justice system. Like, mm-hmm. do you do it for a sense of revenge, or is it just about protecting the society? Because if it's like this person is horrendous, you just go, all right, they have uh, multiple life sentences. They're never getting out, mm-hmm. and it's in high security. Mm-hmm. You're like, all right, that serves the function of protecting everyone. But then being like, no, we also want to have them killed. Is like a sense of like, th- there's yeah. Okay, I get what you mean. It's kind of yeah. like, oh, we shouldn't celebrate that. We just go like, oh, hey, let's get rid of this person and the problem solved because it's not I mean uh, one of the arguments against is that uh, they're living on taxpayers money like why are we providing a criminal with uh, Mm, shelter food and everything but is death penalty is it like I I, I don't see it as like such a I mean they're gonna kill him but is that person gonna suffer enough yeah that's true yeah I mean I don't know. It like, depends how they do it. They used to do hangings. Now it's like lethal injection. Yeah. So it's more. Do they still do electrocution? Oh, uh, injection. Okay. I really don't I, think. I don't do. think anyone. Yeah. yeah. That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like knowing there's all this other technology being like, now we still do headings. <laughs> we just do it with an axe in a square. Yeah. Uh, now we're still in the, the the green line. Uh, oh exactly. yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, I. With Tom Hanks. Uh, Tom Hanks yeah. did this big, I don't remember the name of the... the but it was, you know, character. based on a real story. And was the real it? story, it was a kid who they actually killed. Mm. Mm. Oh, shit. It was like Dang. a 14, 15-year-old kid who was falsely accused. That was the actual, like, uh, uh, the prisoner that got yeah. killed. Yeah. Okay. 
the whole reviving a dead mouse thing, I'm guessing that was a creative license. <laughs> I don't know if that was the true part. No, but it's it's quite interesting. I don't know actually. It's a it's a tough uh, it's a tough question. Like no. to bring back death penalty. Like I don't think it's the best, to be honest. Yeah. Because I, I want if you do something super super bad, like if you're a monster, like just killing that person. I don't know. Like I want that person to suffer. But at the same time, like you said, I don't want to provide that person to like feed that person until he's gonna die or she's gonna die. So, yeah. Yeah, well, also, like, death penalty feels like you're just erasing the problem. Like, if you could actually get some understanding mm. how these people work, why they did it, maybe you could get a better understanding just of how. Like you can prevent it as well, yeah. especially at, like depending on what mm-hmm. age they do the crime. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes people perform horrendous crimes when they're like fifteen, yeah. and you're like their brain isn't even fully developed. Yeah, you don't know what kind of adult they'll be when they get out of forty, you know. But um, I also when you're saying like we want them to suffer, uh, you feel like that's a natural human emotion, uh, but it, should we have a justice system that encourages that? No, no, no <laughs> it's like no. I feel like that's my personal yeah. opinion, but. Like as a civilization, we shouldn't go there because otherwise, it, yeah. I feel like that's one of the best arguments against it. It's just like we shouldn't be encouraging the, our worst natures, yeah. which is we want to make other people suffer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Bad. It's just sort of like no, lock them away. We never see them again. Never hear about them again. We, it is taxpayers' money, but that's like it's being used for good purposes. It's being keeping someone away from society. Rather than viewing it as keeping them alive, yeah. you know, because uh, would it be like right if they went in? Would it be right to do like like extensive studies on them as how they work as people? I mean, there have been already done been like a lot of studies on serial killers and all kind of like criminals. So it's like a thing that's uh, done. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. long as it's psychological, not like cutting open their brain. Lobotomy. Yeah. Yeah, but. It, I remember uh, years ago, do you remember the whole ASAP Rocky situation yeah. when he got arrested in Sweden? Mm-hmm. And it was trending on Twitter when they found out what jails were like in Sweden. And there's all these like American people being like, this is disgusting that they get to live a life so nice. Like, they should be treated like animals because they are animals. And like, I think that's, it really highlighted a, a total opposite approaches towards like what the point of jail is. Is it like rehabilitation mm-hmm. or is it punishment? And the U.S. approach, seemingly from like the general like uh, oh, yeah. responses, was like, "Oh no, like criminals are now animals, yeah. and you yeah. can do, and they've lost their human rights." Meanwhile, America has like the highest rate of incarceration of citizens in the world, and loads of them aren't justifiably in there, or for like in there for non-violent crimes. The majority aren't in there for violent crimes. It's like possession of marijuana, and being like, "Well, you were caught with marijuana. Yeah. You're now an animal." You've lost your human rights, and you should be like in filth and depressed and in an environment that's like incredibly violent and horrible. It is like, I think it is really a toxic notion about jail that it should be like. Do you mean that if you get caught with marijuana, you shouldn't go to jail? If it's. Well, I personally, I also think that, but I think there is plenty of crimes where people can end up in jail Mm. for not being a bad person, but for not following certain rules. Yeah. you're not harming anyone. You've just performed an illegal yeah. action. Like, yeah. Well, the whole prison system is in America is like um, 
it's a, it's an industry. Yeah. They make money mm. out of it. Yeah, like, so they uh, want high <laughs> rates of uh, incarceration. Yeah. But I think we still need that threat to make sure that everything go in like yeah. in orders somehow even if it's for like a small thing because I, I agree with you like if you get caught with marijuana or if you like just like drive a bit too fast like you shouldn't go to jail but um yeah i guess there's law for a reason so if you just don't do it yeah one of my favorite guests on joe rogan is called Josh Dubin and he brings him every few months and this is a guy he runs the innocence project where he he's a lawyer so he helps people who are wrongfully incarcerated uh, on death row so he it's very fascinating when he talks about like people who are waiting death penalty for years and years and they have no relation to the crime just like mm. it just blows my mind like how bad that person must feel yeah. Yeah. and the system in the US is like even if they get like at the end when they get released they get barely anything no money no compensation yeah. no anything their ba- the whole life is like wasted. ruined now yeah, yeah. Uh, they, I think it's still the case in the US where it's like if you're accused of any uh, sexual crime even if you're proven innocent you stay on the register mm. as a sex offender because because there is a large enough percentage of uh, like rape allegations that can't be proven but they're like, oh, but you've been accused, so you stay on the register. That's well, disgusting. Uh, but so if someone just accuses, even if it's proven false, you can now look up online and see if you can pop up yeah. on websites <laughs> for uh, sex offenders. Uh, is yeah, the US just just being like, just being accused is already like a big thing, even if you're not guilty, like because you have to face so many things now. Mm. But then if they still like, yeah, I don't know, no. It's quite disgusting. I have a friend who is a lawyer here, or he's like almost a lawyer, he's studying. And I asked him the question about how, why the prison system in Sweden and Norway and Scandinavia, they're so relaxed and, you know. And I don't know if it was his opinion or it's an official thing, but he said it's more like a psychological prison where they provide all the physical necessities that they need, like a nice room, good food and everything. But the, the torture thing is that they're just stuck in one place and they cannot get out. Yeah, it's still not nice being in jail, yeah, even yeah, if it's yeah. well furnished. So being not able to live a life. I've seen some jail. I I don't know if it was Norway or Sweden. There was like some really cool jail though, like in the island. Yeah, you can go and swim and stuff like that. You're just stuck in an island. So I'm like, yeah. well, <laughs> did, did they have their own cabins? Maybe I I, I think looked. that was Norway. If if it's the same one, uh, I saw on YouTube the test, ten best uh, jail, and I think like <laughs> most of them they were like uh, in Scandinavia. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a, like a good retirement plan if you don't have a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> you live in a small community. You have friends. <laughs> For real, yeah. they do activities like biking and stuff. And like, okay, why not? <laughs> but like. So here's an idea. If you could like prove it, which I've, I imagine there might even be evidence for it already, but if you could prove that in society we'll have less crimes uh, and that we'll be safer and overall better off treating every criminal with more care than the average citizen, you actually provide them with more support, would you still be down for that? Like, It's provable, and we know that it would be better for society. But we have to give up any idea of treating someone worse because they've done something wrong. Like you have to actually respect and care for them more. Mm. Would you actually vote for that or be? But can you give uh, an example? What do you mean? As in, 
I was thinking if you had uh, all prisons were just set up as yeah, a rehabilitation center mm-hmm. and they had zero punishment element. None of it is about punishment. It's just about helping people who are clearly troubled or in a trouble situation. Yes. And if that was proven to function consistently, Mm -hmm. would you actually be supportive of that, even though it means if someone was a murderer, they get treated with more care and respect than the average citizen? Because that robs us of all our sense of revenge. If it's provably better for society. But if you prove them, they're not going to commit the murder again. Well, that's what you can't. Yeah, you can't prove that. But I mean... If on a large enough scale of data, it showed that like murder rates dropped. Yep. Doing uh, not, but for me, I don't uh, believe like like depending on how bad the murder is, I don't think they sh- should be rehabilitated. I think they should be just in prison. Depending on like was the murder just like serial killer type of shit? Mm. Yeah, but obviously it would be like a case by case basis. Mm. I'm just thinking of uh, taking a similar approach of like uh, the war on drugs, for example, where everyone was thinking like if you're a drug addict or a drug user, you're clearly bad mm. and you should be punished. And yet it's been shown that in societies where they decriminalize and provide like methadone clinics and support networks for drug addicts, the rate of addiction drops and crimes drop. And like, if you could do that for all criminal activities, if you could prove that was better. I mean, if it works, yeah, I would, I would be okay. Yeah. Well, if it really yeah. worked, like, yeah. Well, but the, still, the the part of my mind, I'm like, ah. Uh, there is no way of proving that. Yeah, no, like, but the only way of proving scenario, it is actually seeing it. Like, okay, in this hypothetical situation, they're not committing the crime again? Yeah, no. Well, no but it's like some would. But if it was at a rate where you go, oh, murder rates have dropped by 70%. Yeah, then definitely. But yeah. those 30% were people who were like, looked after and cared for <laughs> that hurts but what happens to them then 30% if is they maybe a bit too yeah, high back, in the, <laughs> back in the system again yeah, yeah. Uh, this is I feel, but I'm just imagining like, if a country uh, forward thinking enough tried doing that obviously we're seeing it on a small scale in countries like Norway we're treating prisoners with more respect mm. but if like Iceland just went alright all crimes you just get treated with like like loads of therapy and like psychologist help if it actually like worked in like one country, would you want to see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, because I think that's what prison are for. Actually, it's for for me. It's for um, rehabilitation. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. Isn't there like a famous quote that uh, one person, one innocent being wrongfully incarcerated, is worse than? Ten guilty people being in jail or something or like that. Free, yeah. yeah, being free. There's something yeah, there, like there's a some famous quote. Which yeah, a lot of people would disagree with that. Yeah. But it is a thing, when you hear a story about someone being, like, on death row who hasn't done anything wrong, it's like, oh, what an awful system. Mm. But then if you hear about a story about a murderer being let off, yeah, or, like, it's yeah. technicality, it's, like, yeah. just as awful. Uh, well, yeah, have, no, yeah. have any of you guys seen this show on Netflix? It's about a uh, guy that was uh, wrongfully, like, in prison. Is it making the murderer? No, no, no. Uh, like he was wrongfully in prison um, for like I don't know how many, no, how many years? Maybe like fifteen. The Yinks? No, no. no. Um, uh, Is it white guy? No, no. It's <laughs> <They're always white. laughs> it's like yeah, um, um, and like he gets out and uh, he's like cleared of everything and he goes and visits like prisoners uh, all around mm. the world mm. how long has he stayed in prison like he stayed like I don't know 10 years let's say like I don't know the amount of years but he stayed like for a long long time like his whole life is just like gone yeah. 
So he's like visiting all it's these. It's a documentary places. series. Yeah, yeah, it's a series. It's like mm. episodes. He's in mm. South America, Scandinavia, like Europe, all over. Okay. Africa. But what he does now when he visits other prison? Yeah, like, uh, like he checks them out and he brings up these questions like, is this re rehabilitation or is it like punishment? Mm. And uh, you get to see like how uh, the prisons in there react to the treatment they get from the uh, prison itself. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I mean, uh, yeah, it's a good show. Really good show. What's the name of it? I can look it up later. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, but oh, one thing go. about those innocent people that uh, get guilty and they spend like 10, 15, 20 years, it's even if the justice says, oh, we were wrong and you're free now, like they pay them, but they don't pay them a lot. They never pay them a lot. I mean, I don't think you ever pay them enough. Yeah, yeah. Not really cool I mean, it, it. I mean, okay, it will never be enough. But if you tell me, okay, you've been in jail for like ten years, and we were wrong, but here you have fifteen million uh, dollars, I will not be like, okay, I'm happy, but I'll be okay. But like yeah. usually they don't give that much money. Yeah, like ten thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe more. Maybe they will give something like around like hundred thousand. Or maybe a little bit more, but I'm like That's twenty years, four hundred thousand. Like, dude, like, yeah. <laughs> let me enjoy my life. I I've lost so many things. Like, yeah. they got no relationship outside of prison. They yeah. got no opportunities for to get a job. So at least give them enough that they can maybe start their own business or they can yeah. live comfortably for the rest of their life. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not just the time you've lost. It's what you've actually experienced there as well. Exactly, you could be traumatized of your life and have PTSD from like your time in prison. And yeah, like all the relationships destroyed and your job prospects you don't just go come out and you're like oh, oh, that's yeah. where i was I'm so free. yeah yeah cool yeah. <laughs> yeah and also your way of just interacting with people is way different oh god yeah yeah, yeah it's it. way different yeah. when you get out then what's the best uh, jail movie you've seen jail movie yeah prison movie uh yeah. That's actually uh, like I know that there's the the one the the best uh, uh, IDMB uh, oh, is Shawshank. I haven't seen that. Oh yeah, that's it's right. Good, yeah. yeah, that's a great film. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's really good. I recently watched a TV series. I'm gonna be like you know I don't remember the name. <laughs> um, it's it on the BBC, and it was uh, Sean Bean was the uh, oh, main okay. character, and he plays like a teacher who is like an alcoholic, and he hit someone drink driving and he's going to jail as someone who's like completely uh like ill-equipped to deal with the environment and it's about his time in jail uh and it was just like a four episode series i think it was mm. but it was really good and it's just sort of like i don't know how realistic these depictions are of jail because i also think it's kind of encouraged that you show it to be really bad so, so people don't want to go there but this idea of if you're in that environment and you're not someone who's grown up in a environment with lots of conflict and violence that trying to navigate it, it just seems like the most stressful and bearable yeah. environment. It's, it's really stressful to watch, but I really enjoyed it. And I should look up the name. There was one movie, I think it's called The Prisoner. I'm not sure. That's uh, a movie we just talk about. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's called The Prisoner. It's not a very creative name. Wait, 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 is it the guy in Thailand? 
in the prison. No, no, oh. I was joking. I was joking. Oh, oh okay. No, because <laughs> we were talking about prisoners with uh, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman oh, okay, and okay. Stuff. Oh, no, but this is a movie. He he goes to Thailand and he's in the prison and he starts fighting like Muay Thai. Oh, mm. that's like um, oh. Raise the Dawn or something. It's with a guy from Peaky Blinders. Yeah, it's from Liverpool. The okay. Boyka, Boyka thing. His name is Boyka. No, not Boyka. No. Uh, this is a. Uh, I think it's a true story of like this uh, guy from Liverpool who's like living in Thailand as like a uh, teaching English as a second language, but then like got involved just like doing a bunch of drugs and then like buying and selling drugs and went to prison in Thailand mm. and it was <laughs> a horrendous experience. <laughs> but he starts doing Thai boxing whilst like he, well he'd already been trained in Thai boxing, but he starts fighting it in prison because they have it in Thailand where the prisoners get to fight mm. <laughs> Thai boxing against each other. Uh, yeah, this is a good movie. Oh, you've uh, seen it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. There was one movie, I don't remember the name, but it's, it's with uh, Vince Vaughn, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's super violent. Like, it's the most violent movie, jail movie that I've seen. I it's think it's oh. Brawl in oh, Cell yeah, something. You've seen that one? I, I know which one it is. I haven't seen it. Sounds and it goes, to, it goes to prison because... I think he wants to get a revenge with like another dude, so he goes to prison for like on purpose. Uh-huh. And then, but he goes in the wrong part of the prison and needs to go to the what's the worst place in the prison, like oh, uh, isolation. Yeah. yeah. So Brawling Brawl Cell Block Ninety Nine. Yeah, it's super violent. It is so <laughs> violent. I didn't expect to see it. Like you see, like cracking bones and stuff like that. Oh, you're like, oh my god! You should see it. It's a really good movie, actually. That doesn't strike me as a Vince Vaughn film. No, I, I was like, oh, it's gonna be like dramatic, a little bit, a little Wrong bit soft. Film. But like, but actually, it was really good in that movie because he's a big guy. Mm. So yeah, he's a big. Guy. Yeah, I remember him being good in True Detective. Uh, oh, the second season. Second season. All of a sudden, yeah, I always thought of him as being like comedic actor mm. from back in the day, and then like you realize, yeah, like he's a really big guy, yeah. and he had this like presence of being like straight back and serious in True Detective, and he actually, yeah, it was very convincing, good part. Was, I saw this HBO series with Riz Ahmed was the lead. Oh, the night of. The night of that was really, really interesting. Really it's where he, he he does like a one night stand with this girl, mm. and he wakes up and she's dead beside him. And the police thinks he did the murder. So he goes into prison and he just like gets wrapped in the whole prison system with like drugs and trafficking and all this shit. Yeah, and he's just like a kid from like a traditional background who's just like studying and yeah. wanting to like have a good career. And then now he's like trying to survive in <laughs> a horrendous situation. That was really good though because uh, it kind of played on like what he had to do to survive in the jail and what he needed to to survive in the courtroom mm. like two opposite things yeah and then it yeah it highlighted a very like interesting like dynamic of you know generally what you have to do uh to survive in an environment that's violent and awful that's really going to impinge your ability to survive in a judicial environment yeah, yeah. also i can't remember if, they, if it was even there's kind of like a gray idea of like did he actually do anything or not I don't know if you found out. I think they was... found out at the end the DNA. I think he, it was uh, her ex or something. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I was going too much. Too uh, much. Spoiler. It's... Thank you. Guys. <laughs> 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 Should have said something earlier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Riz Ahmed is really blown up as an actor. Oh yeah, I remember him years ago, and he was just he did like he was a hip hop artist <laughs> in the UK, and then he did like some acting, uh, and it was just like a comedy, and he was really good in that. And then now he's in like Star Wars movies. Yeah, yeah. I remember <laughs> Four Lions. Four Lions. Is that great. was the first time I saw that. I love that movie. His movie, The Sound of Metal, it was quite recent. It won a lot of awards where he's like a drummer, but then slowly he loses his hearing. Uh, yeah, yeah that's that. a really good one. Question, Mosa, uh, is uh, Batman... It's 10 out of 10. 10? Oh, really? Oh, really? It's great. Okay, it's still not the best. Dark Knight is still number one for okay, me. Okay, thank you. Yeah, that's for some level. people, thank you. it's the same level. Damn. Yeah, I, I would say, yeah, it's like uh-huh. really, really close. Oh, I okay. don't like Pattinson as Batman. Everything else about the movie is perfect. Okay, but <laughs> the name of the movie is Batman, so... <laughs> no, uh, his, ba- like- his Batman is really good. His Bruce Wayne is not that good. Mm-hmm. But all the all the other characters, the villains, they play, like, really good. The Penguin was... I didn't expect him to be that good. Mm-hmm. His dynamic oh. with Gordon is really good. Who's playing uh, Penguin? Uh, Colin Farrell. Oh, really? Colin yeah, Farrell. they have, like, these prosthet- pr- prosthetics where he's, like, really big and heavy. Oh, that's and, cool. Yeah, everything, like, the story, it was a bit too long, like, I really had to pee, but it was, like, mm-hmm. three hours long, you don't want to oh. leave the theater. Uh, Is it going to be a saga or something like that? They're saying there's going to be a sequel. Okay. Like, they always within, do. Yeah, within five years. Yeah. But, but, oh, man. No. I, I was initially like, oh, this can't be good. I haven't seen it, but something I read today that made me, like, excited about it. This sounds silly, but like I read that they'd shot all these scenes in like Glasgow and Liverpool, mm-hmm. and because they wanted to have this feel of Gotham, but they didn't just want to film an American city, so they used some clips of Chicago, but then they filmed in like industrial uh, British towns, like cities, to get an aesthetic of like a w- once wealthy but worn down, like gritty vibe. And I was like, that sounds really cool. And then I read like what the director had said about it, and I'm like. Okay, this is actually interesting because when I saw Robert Pattinson as Batman, I'm like, are they even trying for this? Like, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. But all right, if you're saying it's ten out of ten, I think the only see. the movie makes him like a good Batman, like because all these action sequences and everything, and like the suit is really good. So I think that's why people consider him good. For me, I think they could have chosen a better actor to play. Who? I don't know anybody. Like? There's like a really good. He's called Matt. Bomer, I think. He even, like, just his face looks like a proper superhero, like, huh. Batman face. Yeah. He looks very similar to, like, the animated Batman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, I would say, oh, this is, like, a real-life Batman. What was the name of the actor of the Batman? Christian Bale. Yeah, Bale. Yeah, I Bale think he is... was perfect as yeah. Bruce yeah. Wayne yeah, as well. He yeah, He's, like... Just, he's I, my favorite actor he hasn't been in many things that I haven't thought of brilliant mm. like every movie I've seen of his yeah I still yet to see uh, Vice no, that was that's a good movie I mean he has done a lot of uh, Nolan movies so, mm. and Nolan movies are usually oh, yeah. very very good I didn't like Tenet though no no, no that I was mean, confusing it, it was trying too hard to be another Inception yeah and it was just kind of like what's his name Tenet the latest Nolan movie oh I haven't seen uh, yeah weird yeah. It, was, it was just yeah. sort of like it felt like trying too much the action didn't work for me and then the storyline was just not compelling I'm like why do I care about anything yeah. the this? motivation of the villain was kind of weird yeah. okay let's not give any spoilers just in case uh, yeah. <laughs> but I think the, his new but at the end <laughs> <laughs> he does <laughs> no, I think his latest project is gonna be really good it's about Oppenheimer the guy who made Ooh. the atom bomb yeah mm. and it's also like a big uh, Killian Murphy is the lead role mm-hmm. 
there are like several like big actors there as well. They're gonna have the whole I have become deaf line. Yeah, deaf. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, have you guys seen the new season of Peaky Blinders? Uh, I haven't watched it. I've stopped. I think season two. I know that it was great, but I just stopped it one day and yeah, just so lazy to come back. But I, I, I am pretty sure that it's quite good. I came too late to the party. Like when people were talking about how it's amazing, and I tried watching the first season, and I was like, I, I don't get why it's amazing. You know, when it once things I, like usually same with Game of Thrones and things like that. Where once it gets to like the third, fourth season, the hype gets unreal, and the first season was like. They haven't had the budget yet or whatever. So you're watching it, you're just like, this doesn't feel like an yeah. insanely good TV series. So it's best to join in like after the first season. If it gets hype, you just jump straight in. Yeah. But if you leave it too late, it's hard to join in on that hype level. Have you guys got on the um, Euphoria hype train? <laughs> no. no. I don't get it. It was actually some episodes are like mind blowing. They're really good. Some episodes are complete shit. You're like, why am I even watching this show? And the way the characters like change, like they, they you should have like a proper character with a set of morals and the mm-hmm. way they're making decisions. And then sometimes in each episode, like in different episodes, characters make the decisions like opposite of what they've already built the character uh-huh. on. Mm-hmm. Cinematography is really good. Uh, it's, yeah. yeah, I just figured I wasn't the target audience. Like when it's like oh, like teen drama, even if it's like the best teen drama thing going, yeah. I'm just gonna not just struggle to enjoy. No. What's going on. No. I think mostly the hype. The, the, yeah, Zendaya is in it. So, yes, plus, yeah. like, all these high school... Everyone talks about her, like, what's so like special? Her, right? but, okay. I do kind of like She's cute. <laughs> you like her acting? Uh, I thought she was... Uh, well, I was going to say, I thought she was good in June, but she had about two minutes total screen time. So, I don't know. But she was good in the Spider-Man movies. I like those. But I think she has, she plays the same character in every movie. Like, yeah. a, a sarcastic, oh, not yeah. caring person. Yeah. Like the cool, the the cool girl, or kind of yeah, kind of like emo girlish. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. like yeah. just grumpy old time. I mean, never seen plenty, her in the movie. plenty of great actors have made a career off of just like <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. play me, and you're gonna just create characters that are just me. Because <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that. But no, I'll but I still like the I liked her in the latest uh, Spider-Man movie. Yeah, I thought it was good. But I do wonder if like yeah, cause I like when I first saw the Spider-Man movie, I like I loved it. But then I wonder if like if it's gonna age well, if it's just mm. like all the nostalgia coming back, and I was like yeah. watching it. it was like, I think for future generations, they're not gonna see this as great as we do. Yeah, because no, they, they nostalgia would... doesn't work if you've not. Yeah, like, they'll probably do another Spider-Man in five years. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's the third one in in less than what twenty years or something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. they don't. Yeah, I don't know how many Spider-Mans in total there. How are. can they have so much imagination? Like, is it, isn't it the same story all the time? Well, they're still using the same comic book uh, like material. It's just there was a bunch of comics, so they yeah. Like, they're not doing the same story out. They still have to introduce the characters. So they'll go, oh, here's MJ and his stuff. But this one, they at least did it. They they were self-aware enough that they broke it up with this latest trilogy. Yeah. It wasn't uh, a traditional MJ. Oh, there's Mary Jane, the blonde girl that we've had a crush on. Like Toby Maguire. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, he's the only one that I've seen, actually. Oh, I, the, the, the second one, I don't even know nothing. Yeah. I might watch a little bit of probably the last one because I've seen like uh, some Avengers. So I'm like, okay, why not? But yeah. I, I was kind of dis- like when I thought Tobey Maguire died, and I, to me it felt like it had more impact than. So I was kind of like disappointed to see that he like made it. 
We don't spoil it for Wes. <laughs> Wait, fuck. Oh, shit, I didn't even think of that. Sorry. Go straight to deaths at the end. Okay. Yeah, in the final scene. I'm oh, sorry, Wes, you're going to forget about it. I didn't. It's something I have kind of liked. They, they can overdo it at time, and it has been a bit trash, but like generally speaking, with like superhero movies not taking themselves seriously, they're making them better. Like, mm. I think the one that changed it for me was the um, uh, For Ragnarok. It was like Taika Waititi, like, made like a, they actually got like good comedic writers and directors mm. on board. And you're like, oh, superhero movies that don't take themselves seriously, yeah. I can actually enjoy. But when I'm gonna buy into another sort of like dramatic, heroic moment that's yeah. step for step, beat for beat, the exact same as all the others I've seen, I can't watch another one of those. Like, so you like yeah. Deadpool? Uh, yeah, Deadpool was fun. Like, Ant Man. What Ant Man? Oh no, that was before. I don't remember. That. But that's also just like a bad superhero. All the movies that came after Endgame, like uh, Black Widow, Eternals, I haven't seen them. I feel no, like either. there's no Shang-Chi. point. Shang-Chi haven't seen. No. Was it in Doctor Strange too? Doctor Strange? No. The first one. He, that was on the second one? The no, second one is coming this year. Ah, it's coming. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. But you won't watch it? No, that uh, what, that one, I think it's going to be great. They okay. say it's going to like affect everything. I just wonder if this is gonna like we're in like the we've had the heyday of superhero movies and I wonder if it's gonna like tone down now. Because we're saying I like oh so they could do bit. in five years yeah. they could do another Superman a Spider Man I'm sure they will try but it feels like it peaked with like Avengers and then yeah. now it's sort of like dying down a bit. They had like a good run. I think it came maybe too soon that they started the new phase. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe like uh, they should have waited a bit more. I, but I, I still it's too much to release it. like five Marvel yeah. the cinematic universe movies in a year. Because mm. it's sort of like, oh, I need to buy into another storyline and get introduced to another character. Like, plenty of people into it that much. But like, as a casual viewer, I'm like, mm. I'm not going to go watch every one of them. They'll just pick one that I might try. Yeah. But it's just too much to actually give it to us but I think they haven't explored well enough sp- uh, Superman they've tried <laughs> they've tried yeah, yeah, I they've feel like tried, it always but, turns out bad but I think it, it, it could be like a lot more better yeah. he's kinda too up in powerful the air. I mean they can like there are several comic book mo- like stories they can adapt really well I mean it's like he has villains so obviously he has challenges but um, Venom I don't know, he, cool. they haven't been written really. Yeah. I feel like DC comics in general, they kind of often lack like convincing villains or like villains that are very engaging. Yeah. I feel like everyone's like, oh, Joker is like amazing. But Joker works because of the like the Heath Ledger mm-hmm. kind of adaptation. But when you watch like other Jokers, it's shockingly bad. <laughs> like, there, I mean, there's I only mean, one bad Joker, Jerry Leto. All the other ones were good. I, I didn't read really like the. Um, What's his name? Walking uh, Phoenix. Uh, no, Walking Phoenix one was interesting, but that wasn't really like a DC movie. Mm. Like it wasn't super. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, no, uh, the one from uh, oh, okay, this is just bad podcasting. If I'm just saying, wait, is it Jack Nicholson? Jack Nicholson. It was okay. I, I thought that was Batman series is rubbish, mm. and I feel like the back with uh, George Clooney. Uh, that, yeah. I, just, I feel like <laughs> it's from an era of like uh, DC comics are very camp. I was always saying like camp. Yeah, it's a bit like they're naturally quite silly and like theatre types. 
you know oh. just the, he the, didn't age well yeah like the villains aren't you can't buy into them in the modern serious context of like well, this guy he's the ice guy and this is like poison ivy she talks to yeah. plants like i know it just always just feels a bit st- silly yeah well i actually actually been watching um dc um justice league like the cartoons mm-hmm. now and i just finished like uh pretty much all of it and uh, I actually really like I really like DC now. I didn't before, but they have a lot more like interesting characters in the cartoon show that they actually put on screen. Okay. Like there's so much better characters in my opinion in the cartoon. Mm-hmm. But maybe but, it's because yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they, they can't they the can't cartoons. get it. To, yeah. yeah, they can't. They have in my opinion they haven't made like a movie on screen that I really like love love. Mm-hmm. Like Shazam was kind of okay. I like that one. Which one? Shazam. I like that one. Aquaman, I like. I thought Aquaman was awful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I get why because it's very corny. Like, yeah, that's yeah. Right. They feel from a t- another era. Yeah, that, like the Marvel movies adapted and did well because they became sort of adapted to the era, and it feels more self-aware. Whereas, like trying to make uh, modern dramatizations of stuff written in like the '60s, back when this was something new. Uh, it just it doesn't feel like it works that way anymore. That, that's why Superman obviously like struggles to work because mm. it just feels like we've seen it all before and it's just like a corny thing. And Superman is too serious to like make into like a fun kind of thing. Uh, Have you seen there's uh, an HBO series with Superman and Lois? Oh, I heard about it. That's yeah. really, really it's good. I never. Kids, right? Yeah, Superman they have and who? Superman and Lois. Like okay. they're married and they have two kids. I thought I it, thought you were talking about Smallville. That was a very <laughs> yeah, good small one. But this uh, is Lewis and Clark as well. Yeah. <laughs> but I think this one is really good. It kind of oh, blew okay. my expectations how mm. good it was. Wow. The way they juggle like Superman being a superhero and dealing with fatherly issues. I think that's really well mm. written. Mm. Wait, wait, when did it come out? Yeah, it's been t- a few years now. It's on the third season. And where where did you watch HBO Max? I'd only heard about it. Someone complaining about like, I don't want to hit. I don't want to see Superman have whiny kids complaining. (laughs) He's like, your dad's fucking Superman. (laughs) Stop complaining. Yeah, sometimes you feel that way. Like, come on, like give him a break. You know, he has to save the world, and you're like, oh, you don't give me time. (laughs) (laughs) With does his uh, kids have superpowers? Spoilers. Well, (laughs) I mean, probably they have. But have you seen the John Cena's Peacemaker? I, oh I yeah, that. that was good. I get yeah, real like silly, and, yeah, like, stupid, yeah. but fun. Like I feel like that's like because that's the same guy that made Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. So I feel like um, he, I see so much of like the style he has in that in Peacemaker, and it's mm-hmm. pretty much all of that. But yeah. I still like I really like the show. It yeah. was a really good show. But how how long have you come? Like uh, just three episodes. Yeah. Okay, okay. Then I'm not uh, gonna spoil the, it. But at the end, <laughs> the, the one critique I'd have about it is that it just tries a bit too hard to be funny at times. Like sometimes yeah. it's like I hate that it's free jokes and like just back to back sentences. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like you like, just get it thrown to your yeah. face. Like so sometimes I'm just like they need to like, chill and just move the plot a second and then have something funny and not just be like oh this is really stupid and now i'm gonna be stupid again and then stupid again like chill for one second but i'm really like positively surprised by john cena's um just comedic acting mm. he's very like good he's funny yeah. but he could only he play I think, those kind of characters where it's yeah. like not very serious yeah like he's not mm. comedy acting in terms of like he's 
being re entertaining, but he's being a dumb jock mm. who's not like aware of uh, <laughs> like how he's coming across. <laughs> and like that's it's kind of like Arnold Schwarzenegger acting where it plays yeah. into your strength of like oh maybe he's just a dumb jock and they've given him funny things to say and yeah. he delivers them perfectly because he is that. But or maybe he's a very good comedic actor. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. that made me think like. Uh, I don't understand how uh, Dwayne Johnson is so popular. Yeah, I, 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 I don't, don't know why. He's not a good actor. Like, the movies yeah. are like so bad. I think I've seen the one with uh, Kevin Hart, uh, Jumanji. I, I like that one though. I like uh, I've seen the one with uh, Robin Williams. I think it was oh, better. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's better. That's way better. I think it was better. And I've seen San Andreas too. I mean, uh, he does the same thing like all the time, and I don't get yeah, why it's I've so popular. I think it's just like a Baywatch. Movie. I've seen also in the uh, in Bay the theater. Bay Bay you saw Baywatch in theater? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's I was invited. I was invited. It was for free. By it yourself. Was... <laughs> you said that by No, it was for free. It was for free, and apparently, it was the worst movie of the year. He won oh, like yeah. an award of the worst movie of the year of the year. Um. I mean, yeah. The only one I s time I liked it was with uh, was it the other guys? Uh, oh, uh, at the start it's him and Samuel Jackson as like yeah, but he dies at five yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah. Five, but I remember it in those first five minutes. It's like yeah, it's actually quite quite good there. But yeah, I, I was so disappointed with The Rock because I was like a kid when I was like ten. I thought he was the coolest guy in the world, <laughs> and then now he's yeah. just like the most generic commercialized. If you yeah <laughs> people's elbow yeah. with people's eyebrow people's eyebrow yeah but, yeah i do feel like he's a very uh like he's always like filming himself with a camera like hey guys i just gave away this uh range rover to this poor guy over here and uh, i don't know it's like, the most like, the, the great yeah. dude uh yeah. type yeah like, i was talking today with my girlfriend about how all the biggest people on like instagram the most followers the most boring followers because <laughs> they're so big that it's just the most commercial generic things like hey guys I just about to work out this is a pre-workout I'm taking oh like yeah. boring and then just sort of like them like never being natural just sort of like want to give a shout out I'm hitting the gym work hard guys it's all about the grind you're like this is just nothing mm -hmm. like just the worst like social media content in the world mm -hmm. comes from people with like oh they've got 500 million followers <laughs> mm -hmm. who's like the most followed it's like Cristiano Ronaldo. Ronaldo and, is oh, first. and he's and he's then uh, the yeah. Rock is second, I think. Ooh. The Rock is second. I think he's the, in the the the, the podium At least with uh, one Kardashian probably. Uh, yeah, like Kylie Jenner. I'm actually like surprised at how actually big uh, the Rock has gotten. I don't know from what. That's the reason. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't well, understand. I just think it's the whole persona he's built in. He's like. Because I don't know the he has some movies He's like big, way right, back. I, I don't know the first movie he made. Like his, his first movie, Welcome was to Scorpion King. Oh shit! Oh yeah, <laughs> which was the worst of the yeah. mummy movies. God. Yeah, he's not never made a good movie in his life, but somehow he is like the most famous movies. Yeah, I, I don't. Get uh, his it. thing is his movies are very marketable. Like yeah. Yeah. like children can watch it. You can watch it all over the world. Like you know yeah. so. It yeah, it's a Fast and Furious uh, type. Uh, mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you know they're replacing J The Rock with Jason Momoa in the new Fast and Furious? Really? Yeah. Wow. This is not good for Jason Momoa. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I hate Fast and Furious. I've seen two of them. 
Uh, yeah, the worst movie franchise. Uh, I'm like, why? Well, don't need that. They're actually really good. The Sevens is pretty good. <laughs> they have interesting moments. No, That's all I say. No, Wait, fine. doesn't the car go to space in the latest one? Wait, does he? I don't remember. Yeah, I'm I, pretty, I'm pretty, I haven't <laughs> seen it, but I've heard the car goes to space. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> but yeah, they just... I mean, you gotta appreciate the creativity. <laughs> what creativity? <laughs> just oh, racing? Or, I don't know. Like some bad guys. There's always this actress that we see. She always like a bad girl. Like I think it's Rodriguez, something like oh, that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. From Al- every time Al- I see her, okay, she's the bad girl. Like <laughs> yeah, it's the most generic cinema. Yeah, going. But yeah, that that when people talk about like. Uh, Marvel movies being like the death of cinema, whatever. I think Fast and Furious like top six. Like, <laughs> how popular they are, but how lazy that stuff is. Yeah, That's... it's so funny because Vin Diesel has been like, "Oh, it's my life goal to get uh, Oscar nomination to <laughs> Fast and <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, and maybe they, maybe that's why why they're doing all this creative uh, like. Mm-hmm. They go into space. They just want like special effects, maybe. Yeah, they got a chance to get some really good costume designer in. Yeah, I don't know, but there's no way they're getting it for like writing or acting. Yeah. <laughs> the same thing happened with the old, the first Suicide Squad. Like it won several Oscars, but just for like costume design and oh, shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah. No, yeah. Like, one but... thing I wanted to ask Wes, like you guys were be, uh, uh, talking about languages before, mm. and then. Uh, like I, I started thinking that I don't really know like the African history like before, uh, like it was colonized. Like, what kind of religion were did people believe in? That's a like good question. Pagans like, or that's something that actually I, I, I try to study, but I'm just at the very very beginning. But so I don't really have any yeah. clear answer for you. But I don't know. I, I mean, there's a lot. Like when you go to Ivorcos or Cameroon, they talk a lot about like uh, they're very superstitious people, a little bit like South American. So like all the witches thing, they really believe in that. Um, but the religion, I don't know. I mean, there's there's so many tribes um, that yeah, I, I don't really have a clear answer. But yeah, yeah. Well, I guess it's not like organized religions. It's not like they have like. No. Or a church and like yeah, a no. sort of a name for it. No, so you have no. like thousands probably yeah. in every country. Probably from village to no. village, like it's a different no. different thing. But, but there was a lot of Islam in uh, West Africa. No, I mean Africa, even especially. before these all major religions, like before Christianity and Islam mm-hmm. came through. Yeah, I wonder. Uh, nah. But I mean, yeah, like ev- everywhere before <laughs> they mm-hmm. came through, like same thing in Europe. Mm-hmm. So many different uh, pagan beliefs. Mm-hmm. But at least we know what happened, you know, in Europe and uh, Asia. But Africa, like, it's not really common knowledge what was going yeah. on there. No. Uh, I was no. researching on this, like, there's a specific tribe in, I forgot where, but they have this tradition, like, which date back to, like, several hundred years where... Uh, the people cannot read or write, but it's more like stories. Like people pass on, fa- like sto- uh, everything through stories, and they had this knowledge of the stars, which mm. like even like which we discovered through like m- big telescopes recently, <laughs> and they were like uh, the first time 
was uh, I think 1920s or something when a British explorer went to them and started talking with them. And he's like, like we don't even know this. All. He, he just thought, oh, they're just blabbering s- stuff about stars. Where but was now, uh, I can like send send it to you later. But I research I watched some like Wikipedia and then also like so YouTube. It's like very mm-hmm. intensely researched that this tribe and their shaman like they they know like very a lot of knowledge about the stars which you cannot see with naked eye. You can only only see with telescopes. Mm-hmm. So it's like very it's fascinating mm-hmm. to me. Well, uh, the Mayans uh, and uh, Central American civilizations have insane astro. Astrological mm. knowledge and like mapping and predictions. Mm. That was just like all through back when you had zero light pollution and you saw like everything in the sky. Just sort of just looking up. That's like all you do. Just looking up and tracking every little dot. Yeah. So insane like detail and prediction of like movement of systems is amazing. Yeah. Kind of makes you realize like that's probably where their religion came from. I saw like if like there was a Viking and you saw the Northern Lights for the first time, you're like, I would oh, really like, like yeah. to know where it come from. Yeah. Religion, like what, like the story of it, to mm. be honest, because that's quite fascinating yeah. too. I was discussing this with a friend. Like I've kind of realized that as science progresses more and develops more, and we find more truths about like small little things. The world is becoming kind of mundane. Reality is kind of becoming boring and mundane. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, like back in the day when you saw a rainbow and you ask your mom, hey, what's the rainbow? And she was like, oh, maybe it's like a leprechaun at the end. And there's like like magic involved. And Mm -hmm. but now it's like, oh, yeah, the water like reflects. We know too too, too, too much. much, yeah. Yeah, it kind of makes life boring. Yeah, there's a really good book that I recommend. It's a bit dry, but it's fascinating. It's called The Sacred Canopy. I'll write that down. It's an amazing book, uh, and it's all about how uh, the function of religion and the impact it has on society when you remove it. Not in terms of like saying you can't uh, like practice it, but in terms of if you don't truly believe it anymore. Mm. Like with the rise of science and the rest of it, and it's all talking about the existential impact it had on Europe after the Enlightenment, and like uh, how when people started believing less, and how. Uh, when you have religious belief systems, it provides a sense of order to the world. Yeah. Uh, and particularly, it's sort of uh, through rituals and traditions is that you bring the transcendent into the world around you. And so the world itself becomes magical. Like, for example, is like the Catholic communion, you're drinking the blood of Christ. They've actually performed the sacraments and this is now officially the blood of Christ and you're drinking. Mm. You are taking part in something that is divine. And how first with Protestantism and you lose that connection to the divine and it becomes like, no, we're in an earthly world and God is separate from us. And that's one degree of separation. But once we stop believing that God even exists, that the world becomes so material and that the sense of order towards it and that there is any sense of order is like collapsing. Mm-hmm. And so it's it, the effect it has on community is just so huge even when you have the traditions involved and we say like, oh, we have the Swedish church and people get <laughs> baptized. If you don't believe it, then it sort of, it has a deep, like uh, emotional impact on society to take away that sense of, it's called like, he calls it the sacred canopy, meaning like it protects you. And now you're just yeah. confronted with the sort of annihilation of the void <laughs> that, that stares wait, at you wait, every wait. day. How do you mean like, okay, like I'm um, dot like, what would it called? Christened. 
Yeah, no, like, uh, you know, they put water on the head. And yeah, baptize. Yeah, baptize. Yeah. But I don't believe in any of it. Yeah. So what do you mean? Like, how does that... Like, I'm saying that even if you perform the rituals still, yeah. the absence of belief robs you of that sort of nourishing element. Uh, okay, okay. The idea of that the magical is taking place right now, and this yeah. is holy water, and you're being accepted into the community of Christ. Yeah. Like, if you don't believe it, as, as like the parents doing it for your child and then as a child growing up if you have no actual belief in that then it becomes meaningless and yeah. we no longer value the magical in our lives and the transcendent we have none of that we're just ha having a purely material existence mm -hmm. and that we are the first ever in human society like when after the enlightenment and people first started losing belief that never happened prior you had people who were more like atheistic, but you lived in a society that was f so filled with these beliefs. And now in modern society, we don't have it for the first time. The sacred canopy has been removed and we're just confronted with nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the, actually having that stare at us every day. Yeah, like a lot of people have that. It's just a everyday thing in their life that they don't view as like this magical thing. Yeah. Like I, uh, I believe in like uh, I believe in a god, and I cannot put myself in the mindset of you guys who are atheists. Like, uh, how can this be, like everything you know? Like, uh, the world seems without religion, the sum the world seems very meaningless. Like we're only gonna live eighty years and die, and that's it. It's like meaningless. Yeah. It's it's hard. Yeah. I actually, I became religious briefly when I was fifteen. I wasn't raised religious at all. I wasn't in a religious environment, but I just started having so much like existential uh, anxiety that I started like reading the Bible and being like, "This is my jam now. I'm gonna be really religious." Just like in my own private way, I'm just sitting in my room reading the Bible to be like, "I need to believe this because mm -hmm. I'm freaking out." Mm -hmm. And it was only when I was like twenty that I was like, I recognized like I never actually believed. That's why it didn't do anything for me because I was just like desperately trying to pretend to believe because yeah. I looking after yeah. something greater. Yeah, because I couldn't, I really couldn't handle like when I, <laughs> in my teenage years, I couldn't handle the idea of like this can't be it. No. It's really kind of like I don't want to be part of this world if this is all we have. And it, yeah, it took me a long time before I could like sit down and be like, okay, I need to become comfortable with this. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't just like put blinders on and pretend that I believe something I don't. There is a philosophical ideology which states that everything that you, every behind every action, the reason behind every human action is the we know that we're going to die one day and that existential dread drives us to do everything with, that we do. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I always felt like since I don't believe in uh, like any type of religion at all, but it was sometimes Sorry, when I, can you guys continue talking? I'm gonna go to the bathroom. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no like sometimes when I see like people who believe in it, it's kind of like they they do like what like they do the most of what they have and let everything else to the process uh, like of just let everything else happen they have more acceptance yeah exactly so that's why i always felt like i like mm -hmm. looking at some people when they they really just um a sense of fate yeah yeah like they they don't they don't um what do you mean you mean like they everything they do they put it on god's name or something like that well or? like they they just accept uh, that like um they do the best what they can of the day mm. and and the rest is on 
God's hand. Yeah, like the rest is in someone else. Like you control what you control. Yeah. And that's that's everything you can do. So that's uh, that's what I always felt like. It can be like comforting for the people that actually like truly believe in it. Yeah, I think the key mm-hmm. is the true belief part. <laughs> yeah. And I, I personally feel like if you are not raised in a religion, the only way you find yourself into it is through like a crisis. Like, oh, you're a recovering drug addict or something. Like in my case where I was like momentarily like depressed and like suicidal and then I turned to it. Yeah. It was like, I can't see how, you can't truly believe if you're just sitting there and you're like normal day and it's like, tell you what, just like I've heard about this religion and that religion. I'm randomly deciding this one is the correct one and I'm going all in and I fully believe now. You can't choose it. It has to be like, thrust upon you or you're turning yeah. to it in like a state of existential desperation yeah. it, and that's the tough part but the thing is can you really believe when you don't see any of the thing that, well, that it says I feel like that's the whole thing with believing like mm. you should believe it because you haven't seen it like because if you've seen it you know yeah that's technically where the faith part comes in yeah. we, we use some faith because it's like <laughs> if you're waiting yeah. for evidence then you yeah. have no faith yeah. <laughs> the whole point is that you're believing in something that isn't material Yeah. so asking for material mm. evidence yeah, yeah, for yeah. the immaterial is like so that whole thing I found very like just like I don't know like I feel like it's good for the soul <laughs> the, the, just like do do what you can control what you can and everything else will fall into place somehow mm. i think that somehow maybe we believe like humanity believe in religion because we cannot we cannot understand how like smart we are and there's not something greater that made us mm. like we are too smart like we have so much conscience of about yeah. who we are where we are so there's probably like something yeah this like drive, drivers or something i don't know but actually i i don't really believe in any type of religion but i believe in something else but i i don't know more like kind of like God is kind of a nature or something like in, in the nature a, a everywhere. Essence, um, presence. Mm. Yeah, because everything is so well done. Like the nature is like a puzzle. Like everything has been thought. Like the, when you think about the the, um, the food chain, everything is like perfectly thought. So there's there has to be something like a system. A system, like, but. Not personifying someone like that says like oh yeah mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. with long beard and but yeah I think there's a want to be like a part of something greater yeah something I need I need for some notion of like mm. there is more to my life than just sort of like the process of like reproducing then dying yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the same as like a flower it's not like I'm just meant to pollinate and then. R- rot and then re- I think it, a religion could also be like a result of um, like human limitations because human beings are always very curious like we just want to keep exploring keep inventing keep developing more and more and then obviously there are certain things that we cannot understand and the things that we cannot understand we just say hey just, that's God or that's something yeah. else so kind of like to reassure us yeah probably probably yeah. I bet they call it the, the god of the gaps theory. What is that? 
whatever you don't understand, you attribute to God. And so we only have to increase our understanding. God is like shrinking slowly because being like, all right, well, we used to think God was, yeah, the the Northern Lights. And now we have an explanation for that. So mm. that's not God. He's actually, God is the one moving the stars and being like, well, once you find more and more explanations, we're never going to find all of them. So there's always going to be a place where God can exist. But if it's only ever what we have yet to explain, then it's, I know it kind of undermines what God is in a way. Like God should be in the stuff that we can explain still. Like these, if you like uh, want to look at it in a more positive way, like the divine exists in everything, not just sort of like, oh, I haven't figured that out yet. So that's where it is. It's just sort of, yeah, I feel like it's kind of diminishing to what there's God could be. There's one thing that I don't understand. I mean, not not don't understand, but I'm like, if you believe in religion, so basically you don't believe in science, right? No, I still believe in science. But, but uh, in my religion, I believe that they go hand in hand, that God created the universe and the universe comes with science and everything. Okay. Yeah. But that, so you, you agree that, I mean, there's probably other type of life, maybe, like somewhere in the universe. Yeah, in the Quran, it says that God has made a lot of different species, okay. and we don't know about all of them. So, okay. Yeah. No, because, like, and like, for example, I think it's uh, Catholicism, like, they say, like, uh, Adam and Eve story is basically, oh, I put two people, like, I don't know when, maybe it was 6,000 years ago, but there was stuff before like yeah yeah so i mean in islam we believe the same thing but there in islam there is no like time limit that this happened six thousand years ago or whatever but we just believe like they were the first two the first two uh, the first two that populated uh humanity mm-hmm. but what joe was telling like before that there's also like a verse in the quran and the context is like when the um, non-believers uh when they came because um when Islam started in Saudi Arabia, it was mostly pagans and they believed in like idols who were like made from wood and stone. And so it was like a physical presence of God. And when Islam told them, this is not God, God is not like a physical material thing. You cannot see him. Hmm. And then they said, okay, then show us signs. Like we cannot believe in a God which we cannot see. So there's a verse in the Quran that God tells them to look around you. Like, have we not presented enough signs look at the fly look at the sky look at the weather like the trees the mountains like these things are already so you know so majestic and everything that uh i think uh, what we were discussing before with the god gap thing that maybe if we saw like mount everest before and they were like oh nobody can reach up there it looks like only like angels or god could Mm -hmm. have the power to reach there so we attributed those things to otherworldly. But since human beings got there, they're like, okay, no, this is not God. This is something yeah. else. Yeah, we've tainted it and made it like, yeah, yeah. somehow mundane. Yeah, exactly. Well, don't you think we, we've created religion because we are maybe a little bit too arrogant and we don't want to see us as the same as animals also? Well, it depends on what religion you're talking about. Mm. In, say, like, I mean, Taoism and stuff, like, you're part of nature more. With other religions <laughs> preach that we have a soul, animals don't. Yeah. There's different religions. And it's not only religion, actually. It's not only on religion. Like, mm. you can... I, I've heard, like, people on TV, like, saying, like, oh, yeah, 
like we're not the same and as we're not animals basically and i believe that we are animals we're just like a smarter yeah smarter form of animals but we're still animals we're still we still kind of do the same thing that animals like trying to survive and try to reproduce ourselves to make sure that our species just continue to live but yeah we still have the same stuff about like an issue about territory if you come in my territory i'm gonna smash your head like they they do the same thing so i don't think that we are so much better than animals we're just animals actually but yeah just a different our basic necessities are the same eat sleep fuck that's it yeah (laughs) i was thinking like a really funny thought that you know how human beings like we've become like on the planet we can say human species are the more developed right obviously and we've created things like computers and that's ra- crazy wi-fi waves radio waves which we can't even see like stuff yeah. like that nuclear bombs yeah. okay and then you realize we still have to fill our basic needs like mm. even like elon musk has to go and take a large shit in the van yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. really funny that we're still very like these fragile like creatures were yeah. like we're basically like a balloon with this rubber skin and if there's like a hole in the balloon we just basically die that's true <laughs> and it's, it's just like when we measure uh, development and sort of like we're the most developed species it's because we only measure it on the stuff that we do yeah <laughs> because also. we we're our advancement is all on like the trappings on life the sort of like decoration so like the clothes we wear and the houses we're in the jobs we do but if you move any of us like put us naked in nature like we're meant to be like mm. just as another animal and we are less equipped and less developed than all these other species that have mechanisms for survival exactly we're actually very like weak flimsy things mm. that rely on other people helping us out or having invented things that fix things for us yeah and it's yeah we always uh sort of where our development is moving us further away from our mm. actual sort of like existence we're, we're worse off mm. in terms of if you measure it by nature standards yeah it's only by our standards, by our standards yeah. that we are better mm. <laughs> by nature standards we're getting worse because we can't uh, like coexist with nature we can't find balance we can't survive by ourselves like we're, we can't find healthy levels of uh, communities mm. we're not like small tribes we don't function in anymore we now have to be part of like a city with two million mm. people to try and find existence <laughs> yeah and the same like consciousness and the human like mind that makes us develop these like great things is also is the like the other side of the coin is also like it's not all positive it's also that by having these consciousness we can also make intentions to do bad stuff you know plot a murder or something like that mm. which animals don't do yeah that like you can't accuse an animal of like sin mm. or being sort of immoral yeah it's just existing mm. and we have like yeah we've got to a point of morality that we can be both moral and immoral mm. and more often than not you can say we're immoral i guess mm. we're like majority of the time we're like amoral we're just living our life and but when we actually sort of like it comes to moral choices we tend to go down the road of like i'd rather not do the good thing mm. us. we're, we're individualistic which is like again like a kind of unique thing to our species is that we can be like oh i'll do something that's not for the good of yeah. the collective mm-hmm. just because i don't really want to have to worry about others in nature that doesn't work mm-hmm. <laughs> like that doesn't slide it's uh yeah 
it's a flaw that we have that's quite unique to us. Yeah, that's quite uh, that's quite interesting. I remember this guy was talking. He was saying like the difference between human and animal. It's uh, human and they have projects, but not animals. But I actually didn't really agree with projects. That. Projects like a plan, plan like a play. Yeah, yeah. Mm. they have plan, but not animals like a dog. The only plan of a dog is to, if you throw the bone, it will just bring it back. But mm. like human have like, uh, let's say bigger project, like we want to explore more and stuff like that. But actually, I didn't agree because mm. I don't think that we are superior to animals because we have project. And I don't think that the dog doesn't have any project. Like a dog has a project yeah. also. Yeah, there's it depends on how have plans, like yeah. long-term plans. The squirrels like uh, like save up for the upcoming season. So animals make kind of like a future plan. Depends on how long-term yeah. you're thinking. Yeah, yeah. Or like the cuckoo bird where it lays its egg in another bird's nest. Mm. So then it will be raised by another yeah. bird. Like there is weird little manipulations going on yeah, yeah, yeah. in nature. Yeah, yeah. It's like, just... Yeah. It's not conscious, that's the thing. It's just like, I think that's what separates us. Is like the, instincts. The, the awareness of our own thoughts. Yeah. Whereas anything that's going on in nature, it's like that's happening biologically and every other one of the species is just like doing that. If there's been no human input, we can train them to do separate things. Mm. But in nature, they're not like, tell you what, I'm going to have my own unique little thing going on here and I'm going <laughs> to try this new method of survival. It's like, yeah. it's just go with the biological instincts. Right? Also, I feel... Maybe like humans tend to like other than other animals tend to just want more. Like we like want more, so basically like we always had more. But why do we like want more? Because like why do we're greedy. I think we want more because we just want to find the best way to survive. Yeah. Somehow, but like other animals, basically. Like uh, yeah, but then there's also things that like humans can like appreciate art. And like, I don't know, yeah. maybe yeah. animals can as well. I don't mean who says they can't, but we like do all these buildings, yeah, all of these like big things that are just like aesthetically pleasing. Maybe they appreciate like, stuff that we just don't understand. Like, yeah, yeah, probably beauty. because we like beauty, like basically. But some animals, like I don't know what type of bird, can just like have. You know, yeah, like peacocks, yeah, like, presenting yeah. aesthetic beauty. Yeah, so, that's like an art form as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah they dance. Yeah. There's a dancing in nature. But I think it's more for them. It's more like a efficient thing. Like mm. for a building, it's for us humans. It could be aesthetics, but for like a bird, the way it creates a nest, it's more like oh, will it survive the weather or yeah. can it lay eggs in it? It's more like an efficiency thing. Yeah, they present colors and dance for yeah. making rituals. It's not like what well, we just like doing. It's a fun mm. thing. Yeah. <laughs> But I actually saw this meme today that you know how people say uh, human beings like in, when we look towards the universe we feel very insignificant but that's not true we're a product of like billions years of evolution you know we were just like star particles and now we're yeah. just beings it's like a really weird thing that universe created this being which can reflect on the universe mm -hmm. so we're part of the universe but we're also reflecting on it yeah that way we're very unique like this phone cannot reflect on itself yeah exactly but do you guys think ai could also do that like could it reflect on its own being only in like a mimicking way i think it couldn't be like come to a natural state of that it's like we could eventually maybe get to enough complication that we could program artificial intelligence to mimic self-awareness 
like to sort of do the behavior of self-awareness but not to actually sort of like have artificial intelligence and it becomes self-aware like uh, you don't think like uh, it will program it will program itself in yeah. consciousness yeah. That kind of no, thing. I don't think about iRobot. Uh, yeah, iRobot kind of Westworld kind of like, thing. I think like like perception is reality, and for the robot, if you make a program that make them become like self-aware to an extent, they're still like self-aware because that's the robot's perspective or yeah, AI's but, perspective. But that's the point of if it's just mimicking. Yeah, it can't lead anywhere. But it, it's gonna believe that it's self-aware of it but is it actually this is like uh you know the the, the turing test yeah of like if, I, don't, i don't know so it's a test of if artificial intelligence uh is uh if it qualifies as artificial intelligence if a person communicating doesn't know if they're talking to a person or uh, okay. ai okay. so that's like the turing test okay, okay. but what they actually test for it doesn't test for artificial intelligence it tests for tricking humans into thinking it's a person So it's just based on our perception. So we could program it so people looking at it thinks that it's self-aware. Like, oh, this AI is behaving in a self-aware way. But whether in its own mm -hmm. cognition it's actually self-aware is a whole other question. Mm -hmm. You can just program it to mimic it so it looks like self-awareness. But that's it's such another level of complication for it to actually by itself privately have a sense of like self. do it when it's not programmed to do it yeah exactly that's what i mean okay. developing it mm. is another thing from just programming it to be self-aware because then you can just get it to mimic self-awareness nice. so you you think that like um robot cannot learn can't learn I they will just be programmed and do what they're supposed to be to, to do but they cannot learn can i answer this i have this example in mind that for example if you Uh, let's say program an AI to play chess in mm. just like one specific strategy, yeah. and it's it loses and the strategy and reprogram itself to find ways to win, and eventually it will become the best. It will know all the strategies, but at the end of the day, that AI can only play the moves that are on the chessboard. It cannot cr like make the chessboard bigger or perceive anything else mm. outside of the chessboard. And it can also not do any move that has never been done before. Yeah. Yeah, that's like that's what we're talking about. It's emulating yeah. the best chess players, and because it has this data capability that the human brain doesn't, it's like it's drawing on every perfect move ever made by an, a real person. Yeah. But those people, they have moves named after them because they're the first one to do it. Mm -hmm. But can the AI come up with a new move to solve a new problem that's never encountered before? That's a whole different step. Yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah, it's also just a matter oh, of like it's very tricky. Like, yeah. <laughs> and it, it's not to say the limit is on the AI, but it's on <laughs> our human potential of like, yeah. how do you approach the complexity of self awareness and program that? Yeah, it's just such. I, I'm not in that world, so I would have no idea on actually how it works. But just the scale and complexity of programming something like that yeah. is must be a million times more complicated than programming something mm. that to look like it. You know. Think about this: that we cannot program AI to mimic like human being. We cannot replicate ourselves. But when like we give birth to a baby, like nature automatically like makes a yeah. person. Isn't that crazy? And from now, <laughs> just yeah. cell, like, one <laughs> yeah. cell can become that. Complex. That's yeah. 
Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> that's why I'm saying, like, yeah, when I say, like, I believe in something, it's like, yeah, the, you say the universe or, like, nature, it's, everything is so, like, well done. I don't know, like, that's crazy. I think the one argument against that, because I feel like we all feel that sense of, like, awe at, like, how vastly complex mm. the world is, but the idea is, is that the world wouldn't exist if it couldn't have become that complex. As in, if things weren't in balance, like the food chain being perfectly in balance, then life would have just become extinct. We wouldn't be here to notice it. Like, if nature and gravity and all these things that perfectly make Earth habitable, if it wasn't, then there would be no life on Earth. So the only way we are here to observe it is because it has reached this level of balance and the, mm -hmm. because the world works. So saying that it's some by some kind of design it's just sort of like no I, i don't think it's yeah. i don't think there's a des i mean i don't think there's a design but i think that there's a kind of design too <laughs> because i think that there's a, i mean why we're here today because like we are we have been super lucky as like the human race because we have like dodged so many danger like that made us what we are today it's like maybe 99 of luck but behind this i really believe that there's not like we are meant to be what we are but the whole mechanism is there's a design like nature like evolves like in an efficient way as like I give an example of animals before like the way people are saying oh look at snowflakes they're like so beautiful only like a god could create it but if you look at it like according to physics that's the most efficient way mm. a snowflake could be created like if you people say oh look at nature has so much geometry in it and it follows the golden rule or whatever but that's the only way as you said that that's the only possible way it could survive in yeah. that manner are you saying that but the thing is as Wes is saying that who developed all these rules in nature in the first place? Is it just like just became on its own? Or I believe that the all this program ever made. Yeah, <laughs> all this order is coming from someone. Well, I would say that when we look out and we see these infinite number of stars, and there's like millions upon millions upon millions, uh, and all of them have planetary bodies like uh, circling them, that if they're all barren and lifeless, they're saying, like, what are the chances of this being perfect? It's like, well, it's failed on all these other cases, and that's what happens if it's not in balance. And mm. the one time it is in balance, this is what you get. Mm. And perfection arrives because this isn't like, well, what are the chances? It's 99% luck. Well, it's because it's 99.999% have failed to come to this point because of this barren rocks or it's like, Oh, the hydrogen level is off, or it's too warm, temperature's too close right. to the sun, or so, too far away from the sun. Yeah, so, in the case where it does work, it would have to be balanced. Mm. And that just makes statistical sense that there would be some place that is perfectly balanced. Yeah. And maybe I, I multiple places that are perfectly balanced. The crazy thing is when you come to human self awareness, that's the thing that's not in sync with nature. You're like, how have we come to this? Mm. Then I feel like it's hard to explain. But the idea of like, oh, the human eye is so perfect it can see the world is sort of like, well, we would have died out and be non-existent if our eyes didn't work. And so, like, the planets work on that same scale, is that if nature wasn't in balance to bring life to where we find ourselves, then we would be just like all the other, like, physical bodies revolving around the universe. It's like, 
yeah, it it kind of makes sense statistically that there is at least one spot that everything works very well, mm, and yeah. it, it's still flawed. I mean, shit still happens. It's life has developed on this planet that is like threatening the existence of all other life on the planet. We could fuck it all up and make it barren. So Just for it, us, it's yeah. only fucked up for us yeah, because basically nature was still gone. <laughs> Isn't it the irony that nature created all this like perfect balance and it in that balance it created us which could also it's like just destroy everything. Yeah. <laughs> like a it's like a we like a virus or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh I always like uh I couldn't make sense of evolution and the story of Adam and Eve in my head. But then I heard this theory which I don't fully believe it kind of gave me some kind of answer is that I believe like we evolved from apes and like whatever Neanderthals or whatever and then and like in the Islamic tradition it says that God gave Adam knowledge which nobody had before so that kind of someone like I was watching someone and they were explaining that in that evolutionary chain God intervened and gave knowledge to this Neanderthal being and that's how we gain consciousness and start that's where like human beings started I like that explanation because it's like we're saying the hard part to explain is yeah. our separation from nature. Yeah, exactly. It's not that nature is imbalanced; it's that we're actually imbalanced from mm. nature, so we are separate from it. And that is an interesting way of, uh, yeah, interpreting it. I do think, yeah, that's a, a cool way of looking at. That's it. super fascinating. Yeah. God's like. invention of man isn't inventing us from nothing; it's transforming us out of mm. nature that is there. That's yeah, I like that. I hadn't heard that before. That's mm. a cool way of looking at it. Yeah, I recently heard it. I never heard that one before either. There's also he also mentioned like how do you, uh, why can't we see God or why can't we perceive? And it's like in the Islamic tradition, we believe, um, God is on the seventh or the tenth sky, okay, and angels are like a level below us, and we're like on the lowest plane or or whatever. And then he also explains like through physics. It's the same thing as having different dimensions. Like we live in the th- three dimension, and then the fourth is time and space, and mm-hmm. there are s- several dimensions we cannot perceive. And so he says, since also um, time goes different in each dimension. So if God, uh, how in the Bible says that God created Earth in six days, which is physically phys- according to physics, it's not possible. But he physics like he operates in the seventh or the tenth dimension. So what he means by six days in that dimension is not. Yeah, uh, another time. It's not. It's not the yeah. same time as this dimension. Yeah. And and if the God is not restricted to like temporal mm-hmm. uh, existence and like beyond the fourth dimension, and God could create everything in a time before space and time in like a, a pre-existence. And knows exactly everything that would ever happen. Mm. So then he doesn't have to be present for the rest of it. <laughs> like he doesn't have to exist right now, moving things around, being like, oh, make sure the sky's like this and make sure this is happening right now. It's going to rain right now. I'm just going to check on that. Mm. It's like he already set up everything in motion yeah, exactly. that it would unfurl exactly how it is mm. because he's not restricted by time. Mm. He's not trying to catch up with it. He made it one spot mm. and then it all went from there. Uh, yeah, that's a cool way of looking at it. I do think when it comes to like reconciling things like Adam and Eve to science or whatever, is that I I tend to look at it as uh, you can believe in God, but 
religion is the human interpretation of God. So if there is like a bad story that doesn't fit, it's like, well, we're humans telling that story mm. and it's been documented by humans. And chances are, if you're reading a, a uh, religious text, you're not reading in the original language. It's been translated four or five times and then reinterpreted. And they've got different schools that like... Except for the Quran, though. I, I guess, yeah, at least in Christianity. That's yeah, Christianity, like, yeah. there's been a lot of changes. But then even yeah, as the Quran, you're getting like uh, at least people writing it and then the traditions maintained by it, like to know the exact accuracy. is It's all humans involved yeah. and humans are flawed. So if you expect it to be like the text is itself divine, mm. that's the thing which I never buy because it's like, well, it's, man's been all over it. And everything man touches, you're reducing the divinity of it. Mm. So, like, mm. yeah. there's, there's actually an answer in for that in the Quran as well. Like, uh, because uh, Islam is just another level after Judaism and Christianity, and so uh, this was also brought up. Like, how those religions have changed so much. There are many versions of the Bible. It's not in the same language, and in the Quran, uh, the way we the the Quran is different than the Bible is the responsibility of the Bible was for human beings to take care of. But like Muslims believe that God took care of the responsibility of the Quran himself. That's why oh. since, the, okay. since the beginning, it's never been changed. Mm-hmm. It's been the same word to word. And also, um, yeah, like how, you know, when you're a kid, you're you're reading like a two plus two and then as you grow older the level becomes difficult and difficult mm. and at the end you know you have the final version so we believe in kind of like a similar thing that like the the hebrew by the jewish bible and then the christian bible they were the humanity they were the books were for that time for that humanity for that like mindset of humanity and everything that's why the laws were kind of different and then this is the final version where God said, okay, this is like the perfect book. Now this is, I'm taking responsibility. It's not going to be changed. That's why it's the final. It's like it can be applied to like future generations or whatever. Okay. So you start with the Bible, then you go. No, we don't read the Bible anymore because it's been changed by human beings so much. It's not the pure word of God anymore. But I mean, in like by what you said it's like the bible like it's like the basic thing made by human but the final project is the quran yeah god created yeah in islam god made four books Mm -hmm. and uh i forgot the first one but um, one is the bible one is the jews book and the last version is the quran Mm -hmm. but why there is so many i mean it's every religion and I don't really understand like interpretation of what is written. Like there's something written, but some people will say no, it's that way, and other will say no, it's that way. Like in that's why there is like Catholicism or um, also yeah, Protestantism. Protestants also. But that's the thing that I don't really get. I mean, I never read the Bible, so and any other books, so that. I guess it's always when human beings want something for their own like mm-hmm. motivations. Like take the Taliban for example, or mm-hmm. Al Qaeda. You know, they look at the very indirect interpretation. Well, what, uh, they're like what they want. Yeah, there's like a verse in the Quran which everyone brings up, and the extremists bring up, and the West atheists bring up. It's like 
kill the Jews wherever you see them or something like that. Okay, and then this the, is written in the Quran. yeah yeah yeah. And then the Taliban will look at it and they're like, yeah, we need to kill the infidels. Okay, but a Muslim who is like actually seeing the whole context of it, who's researching about it, you need to not just look at the verse, you need to look at the verse before and after and, and the context. And so the context is that uh, the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, he made a, he moved to the city, he made a pact, like a peace treaty with the Jews that if the pagans attacked us, we're gonna, you're going to help us and we're going to help you, whatever, whatever. It was a mutual thing. Mm -hmm. But then when they actually attacked, the Jews betrayed them, they broke the treaty. Then the worst came just for those specific Jews in that city that you should kill them. They're not your friends anymore. They're your enemies. Mm -hmm. And now people like the Taliban or any other extremists, they would, because of their own political or whatever motivation, mm -hmm. they would interpret it like, and teach it like their younger kids and their recruits. Like, mm -hmm. hey, God tells you to kill the infidels, so join us uh, to fight against the West or whatever. Mm-hmm. But there should be like some. Uh, there, there is like some big voices in the Muslim uh, environment that knows all yeah. these things. But their influence are not big enough to change the mind of those people. Because I mean, of it, course, it's hard to to like change the mind of like like an extremist. You know, it's like uh, they're just like they're obviously big. But to extremist. the next generation, maybe. Yeah, it's politics though. Mm. Is what, yeah, what it comes down to is that if your political needs like say that we need it to say this and the fact that it says we're gonna read it exactly like this mm. is not in our interest to be like well we're gonna go with the other interpretation yeah even though it undoes our entire political goals uh it's always down to some kind of politics mm. yeah. a lot of the christian division that you get in different denominations is about like how you apply the text to Uh, society and how you create laws and rules. People are like, oh no, we believe this and that's why society should be run this mm. way. It comes down to the more earthly needs of and how we apply the sort of like divine ideas onto yeah. earthly needs. It's like, yeah, well, obviously what people have different ideas about how it's going to work. Like the big one in Christianity being like G Jesus actually became angry at money lenders and like the whole thing was like This, Jesus actually shows anger and violence in, cer in certain versions of the text he actually sort of like becomes violent towards money lenders being inside of the temple in Jerusalem uh, so for a long time lending money wasn't allowed in Christian society mm -hmm. it was only the Jews that lent money uh, so we conveniently forgot about that and all these very religious countries right now no one um, employs that mm. <laughs> that idea that you shouldn't lend money because that's the key to capitalism yeah. is money lending like everything is reliant on that and so conveniently none of us look into that even though that's jesus becoming angry he's clearly had a strong stance on it you know like, well isn't it's so inconvenient that he can't be talking about like yeah he, he won't be bothered about that Meanwhile, this, this text here, which is about homosexuality, that is really important mm -hmm. and we should never look past <laughs> it. It's like everyone just fits it into what your political or societal daily needs are. But like, the, you know. the problem is, at the end of the day, right now, the religion that is not well seen outside of the Arabic world is um, it's the, the Islam. And mm -hmm. that's super, I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. uh, it's so bad because that's mainly because of like 
these extremist elements, I would say. But still, like, so many people really believe that Islam is a violent mm -hmm. uh, religion, and they don't really try to understand what it says or like they don't really try to hear people that mm -hmm. says no like what mm -hmm. like what you just said for example they just have in their mind oh yeah no islam is because of this and the the, the, the i don't know what's you um, how you call the law when um what's the law like oh i forgot when you punish people and the the, the Like kill people or cut off their hands. Yeah, if you yeah, like Sharia, uh, Sharia, sh sh yeah, and they're just said okay, it's only violence and stuff mm -hmm. like that, and that's super sad. I think it's yeah. super super sad because, yeah, obviously I don't believe in it, but um, yeah, I mean, like it takes time to research and like, uh, like I said, like if you want to research the Quran, you need to see the context and everything and. Like normal people who are disagreeing with you, they're not gonna look at the context. They're not yeah. gonna do any research. Yeah. And they forgot that for like like centuries, like Christian were like basically fight with each other, like It's England and uh, yeah, oh. and France for like thousands of years. It was because of religion or yeah. stuff like that. So, I mean, it's not Islam. It's like I don't know. And an interesting point, I think. Um, That highlights the uh, sort of uh, hypocrisy is because usually there is a it's all about politics yeah. when you have this religious extremism mm. and because we don't understand the politics we go it's not about politics just about the religion and something that is relevant in br recent British history uh, is that the um, the troubles in Ireland and Northern Ireland was like uh, you had the IRA which is like a pro Republican Irish army that was very Catholic and performed terrorist acts consistently between 1920 and 1990 you have like literally 10,000 bombing incidents mm -hmm. it was like consistent terrorism and they were highly catholic and it was part of their identity uh no one into this day and age is like oh catholicism you can't be a catholic without being a terrorist no no one in britain connects mm -hmm. that when they go oh, catholic terrorism one and the other it's because we knew the nuances of the politics yeah. it was very familiar to us so you know that well it's about british imperialism and even if you're pro-british imperialism you know that's what's going on here it's about irish independence and the history of the conflict between us so you can't just be like well catholics are all bombers uh and then you don't extend any of that logic to instances of people coming from a political background that is in a Muslim part of the world. Yeah, that, like, that's a good point. You know. And it's because if you grow up around Catholics and you've been and you know your own history, then you you can't make that ignorant assumption that they're bound together. Whereas it's only people who didn't grow up around any Muslims and don't know anything about the politics in Muslim parts of the world that they just go, well, it's clearly just the religion that's doing this. Yeah. And it's just yeah you don't extend the same clear logic yeah, i never really thought about that like like as muslims or like people living in the area like i would know why the taliban are fighting like i know the nuances of the geopolitical history of it why like uh, you know they were invaded and everything and then and like Russia. you said in the west like they're so far disconnected that they're gonna say hey, it's about the religion mm. they're not gonna know about the geopolitical situation Yeah, I mean, we're seeing right now with the Ukrainian-Russian mm -hmm. situation that most people just go, Vladimir Putin, evil man being evil, which not to say that he isn't 
doing something horrendously immoral right now, but there is a complicated geopolitical thing going on. Yeah, it's it, not crazy. It's, yeah, it's, it's not happening just because evil uh, sort of like yeah. <laughs> master villain yeah, across these things. It's like, I want to kill some Ukrainians, let me yeah. do this. No. There is geopolitical reasons for it. I don't think they're justified at all. I think it's awful. No, yeah. But people still don't want to really look into the issues of like NATO. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's like, yeah. yeah. It's scary, but it's not crazy. You know what he's doing. And yeah. Yeah. So it's even just, it's in Europe, but it's Eastern Europe. And there's Ukrainians. We don't really know. There's uh, Ukrainians, Russian, former Soviet Union, whatever's going on there. Mm. Like, people don't want to know the complicated issues going on. But yeah, it's just if it's not happening in a situation that you've at least grown up with family connections to that sort of even if you don't know everything about it you at least know that there's some nuance going on mm. but we don't want to have to like as a society people want to just hear good guy bad guy good mm. people bad people i don't want to have to know that there's a history involved and mm. there's like reasons why this is happening i just want to know that there's a bad guy and which team am i supporting mm. like, yeah. i mean with with that like um if you want to start like when you think about oh i have to research on this then i have to look into the bad guy's opinion as well and people are like oh no i'm not listening to the bad guy <laughs> yeah. i'm only going to stick to the story of the good guys yeah the, even mm-hmm. when you you hear something about it being more complicated it's like do i really want to open myself up mm-hmm. to being like this is a gray area i feel so much more comfortable just being like bad guy mm-hmm. uh, so i can just hate on it and cuz at, at the end of the day there's never a clear solution which is just sort of like say what these people have done nothing wrong their entire life and these people have only ever been evil it never works out the way it's always morally gray mm. even if like no one's who's not like uh just been absorbing propaganda is going to be looking at the current situation and being like say what putin great guy great leader mm. doing everything you should do so but no one's who's not been subjected to propaganda is going to be like say what taliban only good intentions like you're going to know that there's uh, they're performing evil actions, but they're not happening in a vacuum. Mm. It's not happening to sort of like out of nowhere that they've sprung up like out of the pits of hell. So no, they're human beings and they have culture and they have a history behind what they're doing. Mm. And they, to look at history and to look at geopolitics as like purely a game of good and bad is really quite childish, really. But it's bad. <laughs> yeah. We stand with Ukraine, guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, think, <laughs> I think it's fair to say. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. I just because people want to be like, uh, I've seen arguments being like, well, the US is also they're encroaching on mm. uh, Russian territory, and the US have done similar things. I'm like, yeah, it was awful when the US did it, and it's also what awful what Putin's doing now, mm. even though he's doing a more fun like bloody and large scale version of what the US has done in like Nicaragua and things mm. like that. But it yeah, to try and act like the West right now, Europe and America, we're good guys and these evil Eastern European no. guys. It's like no, it's just clearly this like the invasion of uh of Ukraine is unethical and mm. shouldn't be happening and should be stopped. But we don't have to descend into childish things of sort of like which side is Hitler? Like it's. I mean, in this thing, Western world has not clean hands at all. I think no. from the beginning. But yeah, no one will talk about it. But I have a question. Like, do you do you understand why Sweden is like put so much effort uh, about helping Ukraine? Like, because I was thinking about it. I was like, 
why do they do that? Like World War Two, they were neutral. Like they were basically selling weapons yeah. to Germany. They slightly preferred the yeah. Nazis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then Cold War, neutral too. They're not part of NATO. So I was like, why now they are really so into uh, helping Ukraine? And um. Is it because they want to rebuild like a kind of image of like a like other country in the world see Sweden as like a active country that does stuff or because they want to be part of NATO, so now they kind of need to do something because if you're part of NATO, basically you can't do anything because otherwise Russia will say, oh, okay, mm-hmm. that's NATO that's moving right now, so now the war is going to start. So maybe Sweden doesn't have any choice yeah. but uh, just doing something to prove to the world that oh yeah we're also the good guys yeah i think one of the answers is that that nowadays media is so like one or the other side you cannot yeah. be you like, can't be in the yeah, middle like yeah, if you're in bad. the middle that that's bad like yeah. uh, st- what's the nelson mandela quote that if you're silent in the face of injustice you're part of the injustice. Of yeah. injustice so i but, think it's mm. Sweden has a lot of like media pressure to like stand with the good guys, quote good unquote. Guys. But they're not part of NATO, so that's why maybe they're yeah. forced to do something. Plus also, we, we, like in the past, like recent past, you've seen news that Russian submarines are coming into Swedish yeah. waters, so they want also want to be like against Russia in that yeah. way. Mm. But I also think it, it's safer right now to take a stand. Is that I think the, it's clear which way it's going, yeah. which is the. Uh, the entire West mm. is taking a stance against Russia. Whereas in World War II, uh, they had a lot of pe- powerful people who were pro-Nazis in Sweden, but also Nazis had control of Denmark and Norway. Mm. They're right on your border, so let's not poke the... It's a risky thing to be like, we're going to stand against the Nazis. But it's Whereas, risky for Sweden, though. Uh, well, right now, I wouldn't say so. Uh, like, went back when it was the Soviet Union, like, Russians were in, like, Finland and Estonia, like, just across the water. Mm in your mind your p's and q's but right now russia is like struggling with an invasion of their direct neighbor and it might wreck them economically doing this so the idea that they're going to invade sweden is like that's a long oh stretch. no no i don't, but, I don't I mean, believe that but to, to fear the soviet union and the nazis taking a stand against them that would be scary because there is a very high chance that you could like be invaded mm. whereas like right now i think it's very safe yeah i'm not Do you saying putting putting like threat are not um you don't believe about it when you say like if you continue to provide weapon and blah 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 like there's gonna be some military or whatever and so they can't be legit i mean the whole world is against them plus they don't have like i think this this like ukraine is such a small power compared to russia and we have seen like they can barely like take over ukraine but they will so the world will let russia to take over ukraine without doing anything I think there is a chance that that's going to happen soon. Like it, don't know exactly, but if they might get to Kiev, and they might put in a new leadership, yeah, and the world is going to be For like, Russia, this is yeah. very uncool. They're not going to go to war with Russia. They can't. Mm. Russia literally has to make a military aggression against like a NATO member. They have to invade Poland or something for the people to be like, now they've crossed the line. Yeah, yeah. But they're they're going to do everything they can to not engage with it, and that's mm. the kind of fucked up way the world works. Is that it's not in our interest <laughs> to get involved no, no. in Ukraine? I mean, we are forgetting, like, in the 90s, there was a genocide in Bosnia, and the the UN troops were just 
standing there, like looking at people being raped and killed, and they couldn't do anything. Yeah. Mm. And eventually, NATO like bombed Kosovo. Mm. <laughs> it was like a fucking nightmare. Like, yeah, it, we're not good at handling these things at all. Uh, and I don't think they actually have any intention, like the Western powers, of getting involved. Even if it was proven that they're like killing civilians in the street, they would still find a reason to not. They don't want war. It's not in the West's interest. It's in their interest to limit Russian power, but they don't want war. The US doesn't want war. Britain, Germany, France. It would be an absolute mess of war with Russia. I don't think anyone wants it. Yeah, yeah countries yeah. already thinking about leaving the EU. They don't want to get involved in another. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, a lot of countries, they're thinking Sweden about, has talked about it. Sweden has talked Poland is really, like, uh, thinking about it. And, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So, Lucas, you're the only Swedish person who's not... Uh, what are your opinions? Are you going to the front to fight Russians? Along with uh, the Klitschko brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I actually look at video, like, about a simulation of uh, atomic bombing, and I'm like, shit. If it, hap- <laughs> if it happened in Stockholm right now, like, I... I... I kind of need like if i live in Porsche. if it happened in t central and i'm, I'm dead <laughs> I'm, I'm basically dead i mean there could like, be a the, missile the, on the, the way uh, right now yeah but like the time that it will arrive we don't have even the time to just breathe yeah. it will just come and but like when you think about like the technology of those weapons that's so scary that's scary and s- somehow also, I feel safe because it's so powerful that they can't use it. Mm. It's way too powerful. Like when you hear that the the the, the fireball, if it explodes, it's like something like four kilometers, mm. and it, it has like the um, it's as hot as the sun. And then if you're like around up to fifteen kilometers from the explosion, you have good chance to die like no one will yeah. use this thing like it's way too much but the thing is with putting like i said that it's not crazy but one thing that i think it's he is in a bad situation in the world right now and you never know how someone can like react when you are like push and you have the pressure you know it's like know. Uh, sorry, what? No, 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 go, go ahead, go ahead. I don't know what kind of person Putin is, but uh, like a part of me, like if I if I was like an evil position, I would be like, oh, my country Russia is so big, like like a whole Europe could fit inside. I mm. could maybe like risk losing a bit of it to a nuclear war. <laughs> like yeah, I, I can bomb half of Europe and then maybe yeah. lose a bit of my country. That's fine. <laughs> but like, uh, there's so much um, like Siberia and all that. You can't really live there. Yeah. Oh, do you know they attacked the nuclear plant in, in Ukraine and there was a fire, but now it's under control. Oh, really? No. Yeah, yeah. People were saying if, if this actually happened, it's going to be far worse than Chernobyl. Mm. Shit. Just one thing with like Putin. Like he was a KGB agent. Right? Yeah. And he was like, he must know the consequences that will come with going into Ukraine. Like he must encounter with like, like the gas prices and all of this stuff. Like, I mean, he he 
he's the one benefiting from the gas right now because every all of Europe gets gas from Russia. From Russia, yeah. So yeah, but they don't want to like you. Wait, well, okay. So what's what's like the because I saw like there was like um they put um. The economically it's not doing well because like Visa, Mastercard, and all these banking systems yeah. they completely stopped working in Russia. Uh, like economically, That's like they're, they're like yeah, their ruble just drowned to like record low. But I'm thinking just because like, I mean he knows how to like take down a country by steps, mm. so he must know what's coming to him. Ah, like like as a chess player. You yeah, know. yeah. <laughs> I think that is is probably a good one because he knows what he's doing, and by invading like Ukraine, he knows that no one will move. But the only thing is, that, I mean, why does he, he he does that? I don't. I still don't really get it. Yeah. I mean, there's some stuff that I heard and I understand, but at the end of the day, I'm like. Like you have so much um, thing in your country, yeah. super rich. You have like, why do you need yeah. uh, Ukraine to go your way? Because at the end of the day, apparently it's only because of that. Because they're not pro Russia anymore, and they want to be part of Europe. And yeah. Putin is like, yeah, no, fuck that. Like mm. Ukraine is ours. But yeah, the thing is just like we're gonna see a lot of chain reactions. Just. I there think, will be. I think I see this going that Putin will not take over. Maybe a little part of Ukraine, not all of Ukraine, but the the agreement will be that Ukraine cannot join NATO. That's yeah. the only stipulation I think Putin is gonna put. And probably will put one guy uh, to lead the country that he likes. I'm not sure because the the president right now, like Ukrainian people, love him so much. I think if he was removed, there will be like civil war, riots on the streets. Oh, he's like really beloved. Yeah. So he and Putin, or do they have very different, like, like just a total opposite of? I mean, they obviously had to yeah, work with yeah, each other. Yeah, so, yeah, but like yeah. he went into Ukraine, like they. Ah, the new guy is a Democrat. Is like, uh, is a real Democrat, but like the thing, the the reason why Putin is so mad is also because in I think in twenty fourteen, like the the Ukrainian. They made like a kind of revolution, and then kicked out the 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 president because he was a pro Russia, and they put like someone like kind of more like soft or yeah. more democrat. So that's why Putin was like, "Oh, okay, you do that, fuck that, I'm gonna take you uh, the 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 Crimea," and that's how everything started. But was it that president they people threw him in the dumpster i don't know actually. i think so oh, i did? remember some pictures yeah mm. they just took him out of the palace or like the parliament or whatever <laughs> and they threw him in the dumpster yeah the one thing that i've heard is apparently putin is scared because ukraine and russia they are so like close uh and so similar and he's scared that um russian people will see that democracy works in ukraine so they will also think that oh we should have it too in our country so that's why he's attacking ukraine to bring back someone that thinks like him well guys you've, we need to wrap this up yeah oh yeah <laughs> two and a half hours <laughs> oh, this is the longest podcast I've had. <laughs> uh, but yeah let's do this again soon sure. um 
I'm going to Pakistan in August. Oh. The invitation is open for you guys to come with me. <laughs> I'm taking two of my friends with me. Oh, yeah. all right. Really? Yeah, a guy from Lithuania and his girlfriend from, from Germany. They're both coming. Okay. Oh, nice. Cool. What are you going to do? Like just travel? Yeah, we were going for two weeks. One week, we're going to travel up the north in the like, lakes and the mountains and everything. And one week, we're just going to explore like my city. Mm-hmm. Nice. And there's like beautiful nature, right? There's yeah, a lot yeah. of mountain and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. good... Um, mm-hmm. Seems like you're very interesting. Okay. Cool, cool. <laughs> Yeah. Thanks for coming. Yeah, thank you. VCS. Thank you for listening. Peace be upon you all. Bye bye.